Mars Band. That boy came down here from 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 New York because it was too cold up there. Oh, not mm. this shit again. Jeff, Jeff yeah, no, 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 no. Jeff, Jeff already, already tried to do this shit last week. No, 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 no. Jeff, Jeff already tried to do this shit last week. We're not having this again this week. No, it's so funny, Ellen, because I don't even know if you heard last week's episode, but I was definitely doing that shit last week. He was no, like, hold on. I had, I had to get to him. I had the freaking flu last week, so I couldn't really do nothing. No, man, after it's, after it's, the Knicks beat the Heat, Jeff was like, hold on, Mark. Where were you born again? <laughs> oh, the Bronx, right? You could have been a Knicks fan. Jeff, this is the same dude who, who went to New York for a vacation mm-hmm. just to see D-Way play in the garden for his life. <laughs> and got rocked! The Knicks got rocked! So don't tell me you're not going to this game. What do you mean? What do you mean? I just happened to be in the vicinity of Madison Square Garden with my father. Fam, you paid, you paid, you paid, you paid Knicks home game tickets. What's you know that? How I mean, in, in 2018? Mm. What's that? Forty dollars? He probably got a discount. He probably got no, a discount. it's not. It ain't no forty dollars, Mark. They're still. They still are like. You go on StubHub now. You look at all the teams that play the Knicks. They they should be like eighty, ninety dollars just to sit all the way up at the top. Shit, they should be forty dollars. Fucking around. Oh shit! Hello, my mic on? No, we heard you. <laughs> <laughs> We're not doing week two of you know what, Mark? I feel like was that, that close to being a Knicks to. fan? That's no. Uh-uh. It's come to this. Uh-uh. This is not how I we... mean, but is it not is it not fair? Is it not fair for Elton to get his shit off on you? Because he missed that week. It's not okay. it's not I mean he he didn't get to talk about the next beating y'all. Okay, to be to be fair, and of course to introduce everybody, <laughs> this episode 19 of RSPN, of course. Yeah, as you are up? back for another wonderful week in the world <laughs> of the Alpha Sport. He is Jeff, and I am Mark. We have an RSPN faithful, one of the RSPN veterans. We have Elton in with us this week. And thankful for the sake of me, for the sake of me this week, I am very happy that we missed the week that the Knicks beat the Heat because the slander that I would be receiving from Elton as of right now would be 10 times worse than whatever Elton is going to come by be, this it week. It would be pretty bad. It would be pretty bad, yeah. Nah, it's, it's, it's all right. Y'all just lost to... Uh, Knicks team without their best two players. It's all. It's all good. Who? Mm. Frankie Smokes, mm. man, and Marcus Frankie Morris. Smokes, Frank the Tank, mm. and who? Marcus Marcus Morris. That probably helped mm. you. With, that probably helped you. More answer, you answer, answer, man. Answer, fam, man. This is big. This is a big deal. Marcus Morris being out probably helped you. Marcus Morris being out probably helped you. Let's 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 let's, 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 let's I think we just started off there. Wait, hold on, hold on. Y'all saw that? The Heat just turned the ball over again in the fourth. Mm. Not against the Kings, you feel me? <laughs> the Kings. I mean, nineteen and one at the Mecca. Nineteen and one at the Mecca. You feel me? The Mecca. You feel yeah, me? Okay. The yeah, Southeast okay. Mecca. You heard? The Mecca. What you? What you mean? Quicken Loans Arena? Quicken Loans Arena. <laughs> right. You you got a, a Saint Vincent Saint Mary's jersey in your closet? No, I don't. No, I don't. I don't have a St. Vincent St. Mary's jersey. I do not have a St. Vincent St. Mary's jersey. I love a St. Vincent St. Mary's jersey by Mitchell and Ness. Mm, yeah, all right. We might hit the Quicken Loans arena up for certain trades. You want to do some uh you want to do some trade baiting before we get into the before we get into this episode this week? Yeah. Yeah. All right, so all right, so, so let's discuss. Let's discuss um how about you probably pass up Money Mitch? I think, mm-hmm. I, think I think Miami would enjoy some Money Mitch. 
in exchange. Uh, pass you on it. Fam, let me tell you something. The Knicks are 12 and 30, and there is still not a single soul other than Jimmy Butler that I want on, on the – on the next that on the oh, roster. what was that? Oh, <laughs> you want Jimmy Butler, huh? You like some of that leadership I mean, quality over there? Yeah. <laughs> How's he not? I mean, of course he's going to I mean, I feel like, Mark, don't make it look like picking Jimmy Butler is difficult. I mean, he's a great player. You no, no, some? Jeff, it's going to be fine because in a year from now, yeah. When oh, this let me get Jimmy Butler streak keeps happening. Oh, all you're gonna hear is get Jimmy Butler off the team. Yeah, get Jimmy Butler off the team. Yeah, Jimmy Butler. Uh huh. Jimmy Butler's gonna leave. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I didn't say that. I just said y'all gonna y'all are gonna want him off the team. Nah, not happening. Not happening. This is not. I, I mean, it, but, but if this we... is not Minnesota. This is not Philadelphia. It's Miami, Florida. Nah, Much better hurt, places. Heard you. And you know what? If I were you, I would start getting a little bit worried based on what was provided from uh, who said it this week? Windhorst? Not worried about that. What did, what did Windhorst say? He said, um, I feel like the people that are in the league should be pretty, uh, should be putting some more eyes on what Pat Riley has planned for the summer of 2021 before he gets up out of here. There's one last plan that he's going he's to try and make before he gets up out of here. So you know what? Who was it? Who was the last plan? I mean, you know, it's a it just happens to be a very big star in the Eastern Conference that can make a, a large amount of things. Uh, Giannis isn't coming to Miami Heat. Possible for Jimmy Butler and and more than likely the Miami Heat. Uh, he just so happens to the only have Rose? he just so happens to only have six losses uh, for the entire season, and um, you know, one of the one of the most important people out in in his uh, homeland of Greece. And I think that, uh, you know, playing for an Eric Spolstra, one, one, one of the longest tenured coaches in the NBA, I might add, um, will provide him a little bit more of a different experience that he can get in Milwaukee if things were not to happen the way that he expects them to out in Milwaukee. Mark, how was your birthday, man? My birthday was amazing. Thank you for asking, Good, Jeff. Good. I, I needed to ask because that's more important than what you were talking about right now. What? Yeah, almost hundred percent. Yeah, nothing, almost, nothing is more important than that. For after that, what you just said. I, I I just I really know about your birthday and then like those Giannis to Giannis to Heat shenanigans. It's just a fair warning. Okay. It's just a, I mean I mean I mean if if if, yeah. if money Mitch isn't coming to Miami, Jeff, you and I can haggle. You and I can haggle. Let's 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 just let's do some trade talk. Money. I mean, what, what do you want? What do you want on my side? <laughs> I've been I've been singing. Elton heard me sing a little bit of uh, you know, I, I was singing a little bit, a little little bit of Kendrick because of this trade deadline, because uh, this trade mm-hmm. deadline talk that's coming closer to All Star Game. I might have been I might have yeah, been yeah. singing for some Bradley Bill. You know, you, you never know. Just 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 harmless flirting. You know, and that man really thought said that they he thinks that they're gonna get Bradley Bill or Cat. Let okay. me get Bradley. I'm saying you gotta you gotta like what. What are you giving I don't up want for more either of those that. players? That's what I'm asking. Well, what are you giving that. up? Because I, I don't think you have the value to make a move like that. And that's I not even you being disrespectful. Waiters. You take I want from waiters. For waiters is no value. Nah? Deion Waiters is the only person on the league who has an expiring contract that has no value, my brother. No <laughs> I mean, there's, there's reasons for that. Yeah. He could, they, you could probably trade him like me, me, me and Elton, me, Elton, and like 
What are y'all? What are y'all going to trade? trade? Nixon Wolves. What are you, What are y'all going to trade? No, I'm talking about value for Dion Waiters. Oh, oh, value for Dion. I mean, you know, you can only. You got to you got to send me Elton in a in a package to even make that mean something. There's gonna be yeah, some. Yeah. There's gonna be somebody that'll take that. Who, Mark? Who on your team actually is like worth trading for? Shit, everybody. It's a it's a nineteen and one nineteen and one home team. Everybody should love that and respect that. You feel me? Nineteen and one home team. Yeah. Who else? Is, who else is nineteen and one at home? I'll wait. You feel me? Even the Knicks were good for one year, Mark. <laughs> uh, as long as you acknowledge this one yeah, year, as long as you acknowledge this one year, then I think we're I think we're finally on the right page. I'm just saying. Like, come on, who are you? Who are you really putting in a trade to get somebody like Carl Anthony Towns or Bradley Beal, Kelly uh, Olynyk? Who else? Tyler. Hughes, there's nobody over Duncan there that Robinson. has that value. Who? Who else? Who's? Who's the? The only person is probably Tyler Hero. No, he's not going. Yeah, which no, 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 that's real. That's real. Those are the three right there, and I'm, I'm sure they're untouchable at this point, unless it's something massive. Tyler and Bam are going nowhere, right. so there's, there's no point in putting those names out. Okay, so so you then, don't bro, you're not getting nobody. You're not getting anybody. There's nah, gonna be somebody. Can't spoil it. Can't spoil it. I know. It's gonna, I told you who's gonna be. It's gonna be Marcus Morris, brother. Marcus Morris. I, I swear to God, if if Mar if I see Marcus Morris in a Heat jersey. <laughs> You'll be taking up, taking up, bam shots. Hell no, I won't be. Hell no, I won't be okay with it. Fits. It's a perfect fit. How's how is a Morris a how is Marcus Morris a perfect fit for Miami? Perfect fit, man. No. Uh. Uh. Okay. In playoff games, would you rather have Duncan Robinson or Marcus Morris? I mean, uh, you know, can 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 Marcus Morris shoot ten threes? Marcus Morris (laughs) is is number two shooting forty something percent from three. Right. It's cool. Exactly. Marcus Morris just put up thirty-eight on the Clippers. Who who's Jeez. not who's not putting thirty-eight up on the Clippers? I mean, I mean honestly, who's not Duncan putting thirty eight on the Clippers right now? Oh yeah. Oh Jimmy really? You asked the question. Mike. There's been a magnifying glass, unfortunately, <laughs> on I mean Jimmy Jimmy Butler's out right now. Jimmy Butler's out right now, but oh, is he as out? with what? Uh what did he do? He hurt his hip, I believe. From the oh, Spurs game, that's always something. But that's where it starts. The hit as the hit as Ben as Ben as Ben as Ben Simmons has been getting slandered. James Harden has been getting slander. Uh, people have been very vocal online to bring up some other people who are not shooting very well either for the season. Uh, one of which being Jimmy Butler. I think it's around let's say 27 28% shooting his worst percent shooting since 2013. Does it worry wow. me? Um yes. Here's here's where it's it bothers me. It doesn't really worry me, but here's where it bothers me. When you bring up when I read headlines online stating that um Jimmy has a whole lot to do and because of that he's shooting 27% and there isn't really much help that's being provided. That that is where I start getting bothered. Cause that's where the the talk starts simmering. I mean, a uh, 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 above average shooter is shooting below average. That's what he is. I don't, I don't think I don't think it's because he has a, a a whole lot to do though. In my in my opinion. What do you mean a you whole lot? He's, he's not overwhelmed. 
They're making it sound like he's carrying carrying the whole shit on his back. I wouldn't necessarily say he's carrying the whole thing on his back. He's dropping 40 a night and shooting 27%. Well, well, let's see. He's initiating the offense. He is the best perimeter defender, and he's asked to be the number one scorer every single night. He's carrying a lot. I mean, he's asked, but he doesn't really have to be that, and nor is oh, he. Oh, yes, he does. He's not the, As far as scoring, I, it's not. I mean, he's, no. asked, he's asked to be it. If he wasn't facilitating that team properly on assist scoring and just running the ball properly, you guys would probably lost a lot more games. In my opinion, I think I think it's it's, it's probably more things that he's not getting help. I disagree okay, with he's not getting help. How good is Miami if Jimmy Butler resigned with the with the Sixers? Uh, that's a different conversation. Exactly. But it's not. He's not getting help. Is he not getting help? Is Tyler Hero getting on his nerves? Are they fighting in the locker room? No. What's going on? None is of that. Shenanigans? No, there's no shenanigans. If, if there were shenanigans, I'm pretty confident you would have seen it by now. The things leaked I, I, out I in Philly, know. the things leaked out in Minnesota, and granted, Miami is a much more uh, tight-lipped franchise than either of those two teams, but I still don't see it. Let's be honest. The, this Miami Heat team is a is a really good regular season team. I mean, sure, that's, better, that's, that's, a, that's, a, that's a better line than uh, what Barkley dismissed it as and just said, oh, they're not for real. I'm like, okay, Barkley, yeah, yeah, great they're analysis, good, man. They're, inter- they're an entertaining regular season team. They're going to win game, but when it comes down to a series – where you gotta focus on you gotta focus on you focus on the same team for two weeks. That team's gonna look a lot different. Duncan Robinson's not gonna be playing the minutes he's he's playing now. I mean, yeah, he's not gonna have thirty a night in in the first round of the play in, in the first round of the playoffs. They're they're gonna be teams who's gonna. But who else is playing in front of them in April? Yeah, make that trade, Mark. Would have to make that the, trade, Mark. I mean, yeah, the trade the trade. I would say the Heat are going to be one of the few teams that have a pretty decent magnifying glass on them on moves that they're going to try and make before time is up. Because without without a trade, I don't think anybody uh, media-wise buys into it. They can't do anything. They gave up a lot of their first-round picks. They can't move it. They don't have anybody anybody wants to move to get anybody significant. I feel like we had the same conversation before Butler got on there with Elton last season. It was, oh, just, it was, it was 10 times, it was 10 times worse when Elton know, was last month because you, there was no but you Butler. Got a superstar. You got a superstar, but, but you're you still in a situation you a where you have guys under contract. Butler. Exactly, that's a difference. You have a, like nothing has really changed from a contract perspective since we spoke. And, the, last and then you're and then and then you're going off the 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 Windhorse report about them doing they want to be players in 2021. That means you can't make any significant moves. Then you can't take any and, and the contracts. That shit that shit still has to work in 2021. Like it may not even work. So you may you may be forced to sit on these contracts until 2021, hoping you get somebody like Giannis. And that player still decides to resign or go elsewhere, and you have to do all your power to get things back in row. Go who goes with whoever's left. What? You know, it was the but I like the Heat, Mark. I like the Heat. I just can't believe we're how long are we in on, on the episode? We've been talking about the Heat since we started. It wasn't meant to be. It wasn't meant to be twenty. It wasn't meant to be seventeen minutes in. This was supposed oh, to be trade yeah, talk. This was supposed yeah, to be a week. You know, this was supposed to be a week for this was supposed to be a week for Kyrie Irving. It still is. We still have a lot. To no, talk we, about. no, don't worry. We can, yeah, we got a lot. How are we gonna get his? We'll get yeah. to him later. But we can, we can, we can continue about some more trades. So we can. It feels like we're. It feels like we're bullying Mark. So I don't really want to. There's no. Really there's wanna. no. There's no bullying. I am. I am confident that my GM, my coach, my culture will be able to hold things down when the time is right. That's it. I don't know. I don't know. If there's any. I don't know. If there's many fans that can say the same about their about their franchise. 
Is that supposed I mean, to be a shot? I was about no, to it's say, not supposed to be a shot. No, I thought you were trying to take a shot at some at some team. That's all. All right, when, 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 the way we've been losing, man, on our teams. There's, there's not no, much you can't really say. There's no team I mean, to take a shot. There's no team to take a shot at. Yeah, I was just making sure it sounded like you're taking a shot at. Uh, I'm saying we we could both hang up right now. Like we could leave right now. Both really, I mean, really. Really? Because because of the because of the state of the Minnesota Timberwolves and the New York Knicks to leave right now? I'm just saying, man. You know, don't get disrespectful, man. Nobody's taking shots. No, who's taking shots? <laughs> you know what? We got we got Mark all riled up early on the episode. Wow. So how's everybody doing? You know, ain't good. Just, just finished watching the Knicks actually win a basketball game. Oh, now you wanted to. Oh, Jesus Christ! Now the Knicks <laughs> actually win a. Oh yeah. Well, I guess I guess for his sake, yeah, I guess it is winning a basketball. No, game. waiting for them to make some type of move to to. They're gonna do something for the trade deadline. They got a couple of pieces. Since we're talking about trades and stuff like that, you know, um, they've been in that 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 cat rumor. Yeah, I saw for, that I saw for that. a while now. Uh, they've been in the DeAndre, uh, Deon, not DeAndre, Andre Drummond rumors. Would you would would you like would you like Andre Drummond in New York City? Because again, it's very very nice player to steal from Detroit if you actually do do that. But what do you build upon that if you actually pull something off of Drummond? You know, actually, I I wouldn't mind him. You know what the problem is about it? It's 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 how society is now with sports. People think of somebody as like just because they've been bad in one situation. DeAndre. uh, Andre Drummond is a good player. Like he's a walking, he's the best rebounder in the league. He's, I think he, he's averaging like two steals and two blocks a game and mm-hmm. averaging like 16 a game. Anybody else that's a good player, but for whatever reason, it's because he's on Detroit. Nobody really cares about him. He's on TV probably what four times out the year. And, and when they see him, he's, he probably has a bad game. So we just completely write him off and like, Oh, cause everything is, you could either win a championship with him or not. And if you can't, then he's not a good he's not a good NBA player. Yeah, we've gotten to that point, and 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 I would say just basketball right now. You know what I mean? It's like the whole thing during the, this whole the Warriors dynasty was. Well, can this player play against the Golden State Warriors? Mm-hmm. And if he can't, then it's not worth trying to make the move. Yeah, or, yeah, yeah. The move. <laughs> like, like you know, looking on Nick's Twitter and stuff like that, and Nick's blog and stuff. Everybody's like, why would we want Andre Drummond? That's stupid. Getting Andre Drummond. Andre Drummond would be the best basketball player that this to this franchise has had since Carmelo Anthony. And that's since when? 2012? 13? 14? 15? Even better than Porzingis? Heck yeah, Andre Drummond's better than Porzingis. See, the thing with Porzingis was, Porzingis was, you got to remember, nobody thought he was going to be this good when he first came into the league. So now all of a sudden he puts up a couple of highlight dunks. He's hitting a couple of threes, blocking shots. Now it's oh he's the unicorn he's this he's that you know what I mean like if I if I had if I had Andre Drummond if we just put Andre Drummond and Chris Porzingis on the same like do one of those blind resume things where they say player A and player B oh as far as stats yeah everybody would pick Andre Drummond and then and then when you finally see the then when you finally see the 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 who the player is oh no I really want Porzingis <laughs> so. <no. laughs> No, Andre Drummond is a really good Andre Drummond is an all star. Yeah, 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 player. for real, for real, for real. He's in a, the situation that he has been in since he got in the league has not been a lot of uh, these guys are in, it's not a good resume. Horrible, for him. They're all in horrible situations. 
So now we write them off. Now it's like the same thing with Cat. Everybody thought, oh, well, Cat's not this type of player. He's not this type. Well, you know what? Cat's been on a really bad Minnesota team since he's gotten to the league. Since he's got there. You know what I mean? A lot of these players are on really good or really bad basketball teams. We've had what one one season with Cat that was winning. <laughs> you know and what I mean? It's like being it's, like the playoff series against uh, was it Houston? Yeah. It's like Devin Booker. Like the Knicks have played Devin Booker in the, in, in the last couple weeks. Devin Booker's out here cooking everybody, but he's never had what more than thirty wins on the team before. Mm-hmm. So nobody. So when everybody's like, oh well, you know. Is Devin Booker a franchise player? We don't know, but all I know is he's averaging twenty five. And I feel like more positives came from 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 the seventy point game, and then with that came you know the notion that Devin Booker is going to get his shots. Uh, Devin Booker doesn't want to uh, deal with double teams in practice, and when you start seeing things like that, then the notion starts being spun for Devin Booker, right? And and and, and this go and it's not a shot at you, Mark, but this goes back to the whole Miami being a really good regular season team. You know what I mean? So you're going to be able to see these guys in the playoffs. We don't know what how Devin Booker – we can't know if Devin Booker is going to be – you never know. Devin Booker might be that guy when it comes to when it, when, when it's playoff time. We he never just, know. We, we, don't we know never yet. know. He'll never probably get the opportunity because he's on a bad franchise. Yeah, he, he does. I'll just say he's got to get out of there. He's on a bad franchise. It's like it's like Trey Young. Like Trey Young is doing all this stuff, but we don't know if if Atlanta is not going to be is not is going to be like the same the way Phoenix is. We don't know if, how good Trey Young is going to be. Like he he's cooking everybody and he's doing this and he's he's putting up these amazing stats, but the team's not winning. Yeah, and that that probably frustrates so we don't, him the most. We don't know. We don't know if it. Like I said, it's a different animal when it comes to the playoffs. It's the same thing with when Carmelo Anthony was on the Knicks. Everybody was like, "Oh, I don't want Carmelo Anthony. He's not a winning player." And then Carmelo Anthony gets into the and then Carmelo Anthony gets into the playoffs for the Knicks, and he's dropping forty two and fifteen. Then it's like, oh, so yeah, what were you saying? Well, he's not a winning player. He hasn't won. Well, you know the teams he's been on aren't aren't championship caliber teams. You know what I mean? But it's, it's it, he's a guy that, like I said, when it's a two week series, and you're playing the same team for two weeks, all the scouting stuff goes out the window. Now it's I'm a bad boy on the court. What's up? And more specifically, now, now that we're talking about Booker and Cat, one player, of course, one of the best friends of uh, Devin Booker and Carl Anthony Towns, D'Angelo Russell, definitely one of those players that have tried, that has tried to uh, make his name as far as being on, you know, bad teams, difficult teams, and actually had the opportunity to go into Brooklyn and make some noise in the Philadelphia series, and and that was nice. But his name ends up now being brought up a whole lot more this week as we start getting news that uh, Curry wants to come back. Curry has plans to come back on March 1st. Um, And on top of that, Klay Thompson is damn near living in Chase Center. He's still shooting. He wants to play right now, but he can't. So as the Splash Brothers come up, what happens with D'Angelo Russell now? D'Angelo Russell goes to Minnesota, like I told you a year ago. <laughs> now, the, the funny thing is, is like we always kept hearing, oh, they're going to see if this thing works out. They're going to see if this thing works out. And I don't think that I think we're not going to see it because, A, I don't think Clay's coming back. Oh, at all at all this at all this. Season? I don't I don't think so. And actually, those three would actually fit well together. You know what I mean? Like, even though even though, um, you know, Clay doesn't need the ball. You, you know what I mean? You got two. Clay doesn't need the ball to be dominant. Yeah, you just literally throw it to him two seconds left. Run sure. off screens and do all that other stuff. Yeah. You know what I mean? Now, when D'Lo and before Steph got hurt, the Warriors weren't playing well, but, you know, they 
you lost KD and you lost a bunch of other minor pieces. So you, you know what I mean? It's not going to work out well, but I think, the, I think the whole part of not losing that, the investment of KD, which they didn't, they got something in return and, mm. and being, and being how they are out there and the take, they're going to flip it. You know what I mean? It's like, okay, we, we knew we were losing KD. All right, let's go. Let's try to get something for him. Okay. We get D and we get a couple picks. So yeah. that's what we're going to do now. We're going to flip d And we don't know what they're going to do now because they may end up getting the number one overall pick with d Yeah, after job, yeah. after yeah. jobbing yeah. this whole damn season and getting, and getting roasted all year. Well, has it even been that's getting real. roasted all year? I feel like as soon as Curry got hurt, the, the rhetoric stopped. And it was just like, you yeah. know what? Get the Warriors a pass for this entire season. They clearly lost it, yeah, literally if everything. They were trash. With other pieces, and oh, if they were trash with Curry. That's, oh that's my God, this would be. Curry, but, uh, but even, but even, but even though it was kind of like one of those things where just like, okay, Curry broke his hand. All right, he'll be out for two months because that that's usually a two month thing. Okay, you yeah. broke your hand, you're out for two months. You know what I mean? They just kind of saw like, all right, Clay's out, Katie's gone, Steph's hurt. We don't really got to rush him back, so we're gonna kind of have the second surgery. For mm-hmm. him, and you know what I mean. So it's just like you know what. Let's just let's just bite the bullet on this season. Like let's just bite the bullet on this season. How how it happens, you, you know. We've won two chips. We've been let's let's have a reset without having to get rid of everybody. Yeah. So they're getting ready to have. They're about to have probably the number one overall pick, and probably one of the best young players in the league. I would be so I would be so fucking sick if these if these fucking warriors end up getting the number one pick. No, but it, it is what it is. Sometimes, so listen. Sometimes you gotta is you gotta be lucky. A lot of this is luck. You know what I mean? Like it, a lot of these teams kind of hitting is luck. Now, Giannis, Giannis turning into the player that he is now. Nobody thought he was gonna be that when he was drafted. What late in the lottery? Yeah, and he was extra skinny. Yeah, nobody thought that. You know what I mean? Uh, Clay was gonna turn to what Clay was. Steph was gonna turn to what Steph did, and then Steph getting hurt early and them able to kind of like because he didn't have the numbers so his contract was less which allowed them to get KD some some of his you just gotta be lucky mm-hmm. you know what I mean and like yeah. me like me being a Nick fan sometimes we just not lucky you know what I mean like sometimes your franchise is lucky something it just happens that way now if the Minnesota Timberwolves end up being lucky and if Jeff actually pulls a Nostradamus with this and D'Angelo Russell ends up going to Minnesota at least I'll know that Carl Anthony Towns isn't going anywhere because Towns just battled yeah, yeah, all definitely. of those rumors, all those. You see, uh, you seen that this week? Yeah, I seen it. I seen it. If anybody hasn't seen it um, as of yet, uh, he was reflective after a game uh, within this past week. Per Chris Hine of the Star Tribune, uh, he's seen a lot of the rumors and a lot of the trade talk that has come uh, with his name, and as far as being unhappy with Minnesota. Uh, very long quote, but essentially he said, I think you've been around me long enough to know I don't go for all the shit. I just do my job, go home. And I know what the real story is. There's a reason these stories are made because people need to sell papers, sell links and clicks, whatever the case may be. I'm here to be a Minnesota Timberwolf. Very fortunate I have a head coach like Ryan, a president and friend like Gers. I'm not worried about all that nonsense. Whatever you have to deal with in-house, we'll deal with in-house, but this ain't the circus like it used to be. Because somebody, I mean, at the end of the day, I'm sure somebody called him and said, hey, we're not trading you. <laughs> I mean, at the end of the day, it's like, for what? Well, we're I mean, not the trading deal you. Would have to, we're the not deal trading would have to be, 
Or, or we're not. I mean, yeah, but I mean, shit, bro. I mean, three years. We could, I mean, if that's what happens, that's what happens. It's about value, or it's about you not wanting to sign a contract or whatever. Mm-hmm. But he, he's not getting traded right now. And and if and if he was, the value would have to be so, you know, explosive that I wouldn't care. Mm-hmm. But it, it, even like he's gonna get traded sooner or later. I, I don't think I. By the time his contract is over, I think he'll be out of Minnesota. I mean, that's how shit works, bro. We've I mean, got, gotten yeah, to the go. point that we've gotten to in the NBA. Like, yeah, it just, I'm not even stressed about it. Like, if it's, look, if I, if my team isn't winning, right, and my star player is obviously overgrown on my team, I have no issue with the player asking for a trade. You know what I'm saying? If you've if you've done 60 percent of your contract, we didn't, you know, you done made your money, you done done everything you could as a player to get us going, and it hasn't worked out. I'm not about to be pissy about a trade request. You know what I'm saying? Because he should go on with his career and be the best player he can possibly be. And if he can't do it in Minnesota, so be it. But, you know, that goes without saying, if we get D'Angelo Russell, yeah, that would be obviously, that would get, you know, change some things and I would be happy mm-hmm. about that. But I understand that's just, that's just, it's just the business. You know, you can't keep these guys happy, which is kind of why I was laughing at, you know, the, the Giannis to Miami thing, because I just feel like he, he seems like a player who he's, he's not going to move unless he just, it absolutely makes perfect sense to his lifestyle and his attitude and if they're winning games and if they're this uh good still in you know 2021 which i mean they should be then why i i know this is not on the thing but on the rundown this week but i think he's out unless they win a championship in milwaukee i think he's out regardless because even though he's like Giannis, he's not a household name he he definitely you know I mean? wants to be. He's putting the crown on his head, making sure that they know that this is his decade. But but uh, I don't think that can happen in Milwaukee. No, absolutely not. And and that's the that's the that's the thing about it. Like it's not going to happen for him in Milwaukee. You know what I mean? Like like even look at the All Star voting. Like Taco Fall, who's only played in like three games. <laughs> yes, that's what almost eight hundred thousand right now. You know what I mean? Like you know that you know that even, like even like even like even look at Melo. Melo had Melo was like what sixth. And he mm. just started playing a, a minute two, ago. Two weeks ago. <laughs> two weeks ago. <laughs> you know what I mean? And Melo's got and Melo's got three hundred thousand votes. Like, yeah, but I, I mean, all the all the, the but the votes, the fan vote, that shit is like I don't even that shit is fucking white. Like I don't even care about that shit. For him, it's going no, to him winning. It's going to come down to him winning. If they if they can win in, in Milwaukee, then I'm I'm not going nowhere. There's no point. But unless that, it's unless he has it. unless he has more, you know, he he wants way more than just winning in Milwaukee. And I think he wants way. I think all of them want way more than winning in the small. That's why it never made sense to me with, I the, mean, whole, that, with the whole CBA thing. And, that, and that's fine if it, if it's more about I don't want to win in small market. I want to win in large market. But to me, that just shits on the league. The league's not fun in that sense. I, I don't want to watch that shit. But that's my point. If, if it's about if it's about I don't want to win in Milwaukee or if I win in Milwaukee and I still want to go to, to somewhere else because you're a free agent. I mean, yeah, you can do that. You know what I'm saying? I mean, that, that's how sh- that's how free agency works. But you got to look at like, you got to look at it, Jeff. We just watched the two greatest players in our generation change teams twice. We just yeah, I mean, and it, and, and it was whack. LeBron, it was whack. It was whack to me twice. We and it was trash to me twice. But, so, I mean, it, I mean, it happened. It happened, but it, it, it still was trash to me. It still, to me, it, it helps the league from a from a pop standpoint. It doesn't help the league from the inside out. I, I, it, was, it was like it was like a conversation I was having with somebody. He said, "Well, it'll, 
the days of Dirk and Kobe are over. Like these guys are going to be in different uniforms. These guys are not staying with teams for 12 years in a row. Unlike unless you're talking about somebody like Udonis Haslam or something like that, who's kind of like, I'll take less to stay here. You know what I mean? We're not, we're never going to see that again. These guys are going to move around. Giannis, having a Giannis jersey is going to be, uh, Giannis Bucks jersey is going to be considered a throwback. He's going to be somewhere else. Just like oh yeah, I, I don't, I don't, I don't anticipate him staying a buck for his whole career. I don't anticipate a lot of people staying on the team unless they get things done in the final. But, what, but even if they reach the final, what are the chances? I mean, yeah, but 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 I mean, at the end of the day, Elton is right. Even so, I mean, they can win the ring, get to the finals, whatever. If he has other ambitions and from a city standpoint, then he gonna leave, let him go. But I still don't think it's good for the league. That's just me. I mean, if you want a small market team to be good for four or five years and then it goes back to being shit and then people people want to complain about tanking and how the draft isn't exciting because the same fucking teams are top, you know, getting in the same lottery. Well, what do you think the problem is? But I got to disagree with you because you say you got it. And, and I know that was your opinion, but I got to disagree with you. We're, you're saying that this is bad for the league, but we just had a summer where we couldn't even go to sleep at night because, oh, uh, Katie went to Brooklyn. Well, yeah, yeah, but I mean, they're the, the names are tied to big teams. But I'm saying, like, but you know, what I'm saying, Anthony Davis gets traded. Oh, oh uh, Chris Paul gets traded. The, uh, Russell gets traded. Kawhi and Paul George end up on the Lakers. So even though to you, it's it, to you and to me and a lot of other people, like it, it sucks that all these guys are moving all over the place. The NBA had just had their biggest off season, and probably that was probably the biggest sports ever. off season ever. With oh yeah, I mean, moving. you you already know what that we, we we build that that's built off that's social media that's the brand now that's how it's going it's going I mean that's how shit's going to continue to go of course it's exciting to see LeBron in L A you know what I'm saying I mean that's of course it's going to be exciting to see you know Kyrie KD link up in, in in New York I mean that's never I don't think that's that type of stuff is ever going to change I don't think it's ever going to not be exciting but at the same time we can't talk about the same teams doing the same shit for 10, 15 years if that's the case. That's all. Yeah. If yeah. that's what if that's how it's gonna be, that's cool. And everybody's gonna have probably their time. And of course, every once in a while it's gonna be those, that team that was trash ten years ago and now they're you know, they they figured it out finally. But mm-hmm. you know, that's that's a rare case too. A lot of the times you can get these teams number one picks back to back to back to back to back. Cleveland had that rare case of getting a player like Braun and it, it didn't even work out the first time. You know, he had to come back and do it. So and then they're back in they're back in the shit. Mm. And it's going, it's going to stay that way. But I get as far as like a popularity standpoint, finances and money, I get it. I just want from the bottom up. Uh, I mean, I don't, I don't want to say I wish it was more. Uh, I don't want to say competitive because it's still it's still professional basketball. You know what I mean? It's just, yeah. yo, at the end of the day, I understand these small market teams. It's, it, it's, it's going to be tough when you got. Los Angeles calling or the Knicks when y'all are back doing what y'all are doing. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I get yeah. it. I, I, Mark, he's going to take the call, you know, like in 2021, of course he's going to take the call. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's, it's going to be deeper than, oh, uh, well, I want to go win a ring in a big city. I mean, if you just got done doing it or got very, very close in your small city, what is it about? Because it, it, it's, it's bigger than basketball at that point. And, you know, I kind of use and like, like so I, I use the kind of the um, the I don't know how I want to kind of put this as far as. Like the, the the like you know how they have like the Q rating or the G rating whatever it's called for like certain for yeah. like celebrities I kind of yeah, use yeah. that for like players like Giannis like 
go around to somebody who's probably not the average basketball fan, who's like a 50-year-old white woman. She doesn't know who Giannis is, you know what I mean? But I can probably guarantee you she's heard of the name LeBron James. And that's, I think, why uh, that's why a lot of these guys leave. Like, you know what I'm saying? Not anybody, everybody didn't know who Anthony Davis was, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? But as soon as he hit L.A., he's all over the place now, you know what I mean? Oh, he's he's popping up at commercials all over the place. He's popping up at the, the 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 Green Bay Packers playoff game, and everybody's like, "Oh, Anthony, Anthony!" You know what I mean? A, a lot of it. That's why a lot of these guys leave for the notoriety. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Every it's a lot more than basketball. It's every, more every, for the brand. every once in a while, you get the Kawhi Leonard, who people, you know, I just man, I just want to get out there and I want to play ball. Yeah, you know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? Like even KD, KD could say, "I just want to get out there and play ball." Well, you could have did that in Golden State, my dude. You could have did that at OKC. You could have just shut up, played ball, and played with the greatest team ever assembled, or you could have played with Russ for your whole career. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, you want, you know what I mean? You even said it. You want you want to be in that bright, bright city. You want that. You want that yeah. challenge. I mean, if, 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 that's what, if that's what they desire, I mean, free agency is free agency, man. You got the right to go where you want, you got the right to go where you want, wherever you want to go. I mean, you know, at the end of the day, it's, it's going to come down to whoever – I don't think people are not going to respect the move and stop watching basketball. Oh, no. Heck no. You know what I mean? Like, at the end of the day, it's going to be exciting. Uh, but, you know, everybody going to have their opinion on small market and large market. And, you know, free agency is completely fair. So, I mean, it just – it is what it is. Listen, this 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 debate is going to go on for the until the end of time. Yeah. Our kids, kids are gonna be. We're never gonna be long gone, and they still gonna have the small. They still gonna have the small market issue in in basketball. It just is what it is. It is what it is. And there's sometimes we always thought that there was always gonna be a way to keep them, keep these players. You can't. KD was the first one. It, yeah, everybody wants to blame LeBron. LeBron left because he couldn't win in that situation. KD Among, amongst many other things that ended up coming out with yeah, Cleveland. But, but. Yeah, but, but I'm saying for for basketball reasons. Oh yeah, yeah. Just, just couldn't get I mean, they couldn't like, get past Boston with that yeah. with that with that Cleveland team. With that team, he couldn't get past it. Don't matter how uh, how great he became, he, he probably just realized I cannot I can't get out of here. You know what I'm saying? KD, they they just lost. They they blew a lead to get to the before, uh, in the Western Conference Finals. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So and he upped and left. That's what made I think it opened everybody's eyes to the to the whole. Oh, these guys these guys are really just up and leaving. Yeah, and I and I feel like that's how a lot of this. That's how we end up having situations where people want to. Uh, it 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 turn. It becomes February, and people start turning on Woj's alerts. People start looking at uh, shams and start looking at a lot of the different details that come from that. We didn't really have uh, uh, if unless you had a certain type of outlet or a certain type of link, maybe late nineties, early two thousands. There wasn't really too much as far as be being excited for trade deadline and, and making sure that your team is making X, Y, and Z, making all these different uh, moves until we, uh, I, I don't want to necessarily put it on July 8, 2010, but it feels like after that, everybody started paying attention to free agency trades, rumors, and especially as more social media started getting highlighted. And we had things like a Twitter, we had things uh, where it was less forums and more things where these reporters could be immediate. Right. Mm-hmm. I think going back to that time was nobody we like you always heard the rumors, like the rumor of Kobe saying, oh, get me out of L.A. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Kobe's even addressed that saying, like, I was this close to leaving and going to Chicago. 
Mm. Or I, I bought a house in Chicago and all that. Like I was ready to go. And then what he say, Shaq, then Shaq was like, um, Shaq came in or something like that and said, Shaq said he wanted to leave or something like that. So the Lakers had to choose between Kobe and Shaq. And obviously they was going to, they was going to choose Kobe. Kobe, but LeBron you pussy, I'm out of here. Because nobody, because nobody thought LeBron was leaving. You know what I mean? Like before the, until like the week leading up to it, where there was kind of like the rumblings of, yo, he's out. Yeah. Nobody thought the best player in the world was going to leave. Especially in that in that in that fashion, losing in Boston, ripping off his jersey, and and, and getting the fuck just, out. Just no, 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 not even that. Just leave, just leaving. Period. You know what I mean? Like even even Jordan flirted with the whole, oh, um, I'm gonna go to New York or I'm gonna do this. Mm-hmm. He ended up staying in Chicago. You know what I mean? At that time, LeBron was the first one to be like, "Yo, I'm really nah, fucking, I'm, out. I'm really fucking I'm out. out of here. I'm out." <laughs> And now, and 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 that decision turns into you know, Anthony Davis saying he wants to leave, and and yeah. and KD leaving, and Bradley Beal talking about he wants to leave, and Cat leaving, and Porzingis leaving, and all these other, and Kawhi leaving, and you know what I mean. So now that's why when Jeff, when you like Jeff, when says it's like it's bad for the league, no, it's actually other people would see the opposite, and it's good for the league. You know what I mean? Like I hate that shit. Personally. I hate, I hate it too. I don't, I don't, I don't think I don't think it, it ever. I think it'll, it'll never stop for me. I feel like free agency is free agency, and I, I won't be mad at free agency, you know. Uh, but it's like, yo, if and tanking is a whole thing. If 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 let's just say, you know, you can't we can't pinpoint what tanking is. You know what I'm saying? And the team sucks. Get the number one pick. <clears throat> players under contract. It's like, yo, <laughs> I'm gonna need you to sit through this contract because I don't know when I'm gonna get another player like you. Mm-hmm. And if they can finesse their way off off of my team. Uh, because they're unhappy with whatever the case may be. Yeah, I mean it, it's it's gonna make it's gonna make small market clubs feel <laughs> feel some type of way. You know what the I one think. thing the one thing I I hated about the whole player movement thing was not uh, not really necessarily player movement, but like the super team era was because it took away from watching basketball from a a, a, a day in and day out basis because. You know what I'm saying? Like this year, this year actually makes basketball exciting because it's like, okay, is it the Lakers? Is it the Bucks? Like, who's the best team in the league? We don't know. You know what I mean? Basketball the last three, four years was like, yo, Golden State's taking it, so it don't really make a sense to watch the NBA season from day in and day out. Like you'll watch the regular, the the TNT game or the 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 Saturday night game on ABC just because it's like you know the stars are going over, but. It got to a point it was like, okay, Miami's the best team in the league. We all know that. They're going to be in the finals, whatever. You know what I mean? Like, okay, the playoffs is really not interesting because we already know it's going to be this team and it's going to be these two teams in the finals. You know what I mean? There was no excitement. There's no, like, how it is for, like, I'm a college football fan, like how the regular season means everything in college football. Like, each game matters. You can't lose. You can't lose. (laughs) You can't lose. Now basketball, obviously, because they play more games or whatever like that. But it's like, yeah, 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 you know what I mean? Sure. Like we knew from okay, we knew all right. We knew in freaking August, okay, Golden State's gonna be in the championship in July. So it, it like, it turned into a whole thing of I don't know if you feel like watching basketball till June. Like yeah. you had people actually saying that. You know what I mean? Now this year it's okay, Clippers are good. All right, now now the regular season is a little bit better because you don't know exactly who's that team that's going to be in the Western Conference or Eastern Conference Finals. Absolutely, yeah. No, it's been it's been a, it's been a very good year. That's the one thing I hate. I hated about the whole super team thing and the player movement thing was because all these guys were ganging up on one team, 
and it's like, okay, well, all right, they're going to be in the finals. So now I mean, we just I, I'll tell you, I get it. I, I mean, I couldn't imagine how frustrating it is to be making, you know, a lot of money and people expect you to be okay with the fact that you're losing games and that mm-hmm. your front office can't get it together. So I get it. I mean, I, I understand why, you know, somebody may be like, you know, I just can't, I got to I got to get out the city. I got to go to a better team. Like it definitely yeah. makes sense. And, and to a certain point, you got to be selfish about it. Right. It can't be, damn, this team's been bad for so long. I can't ask for a trade. I mean, I get it. Like you want to do what's best for your career. And it makes a lot of sense. But, you know, it, it, it's it's going to stall some teams out, too. You know, it just is what it is. Yeah, that's a fact. Does Portland fall in a similar in a does Portland fall in a similar scenario like Milwaukee does, where you can have stars like that, but you start looking at it from a perspective of can I be the star or can I do the things that I want to do outside of basketball if I am in a city like X? I mean, I don't know what the, the Portland Portland in general. I'm not sure what what's going on with that situation overall and the fact that i think they're like 12th or something in the west yeah um but but you know it's weird that you're i mean it's weird to even like kind of critique that situation because dame is oh dame is maybe the one outspoken guy where he's like i'm i want to be a one team guy mm-hmm. you know and, and, I, and, and, I, and, and uh, you know that's cool to say i, I find it's very respectable do i believe him i feel like dame i feel like dame says this because one day he will explode about this but, situation, but it goes, it goes back. To, but it goes back there. to the last conversation when I was on here and we talked about the Dame situation. And I believe Dame wants to. I believe Dame is that type of person where he's like, "No, I'm not changing teams. I'm gonna try to win here." But it can't come to the fact of five years after you retire, you're on one of these shows and like, "Well, I don't get the respect." Yeah, that, we can't have that. Exactly. I don't get the respect that I had because I didn't exactly. win. Yeah, you know what I mean. You Which can't. is why I think one day he will wake up, bro, and he'll be like, I can't do this anymore. All right. I actually like well, – I, I really like where this conversation is going. I want to continue this as we get to more trade conversation and, of course, more free agency conversation that influences these uh, trade deadlines and makes them so popular after the commercial break. But let's take a quick break into our Perfect Plays of the Week. Of course, shout-out to Perfect Play, Huey specifically and the perfect play team that helps us with these perfect plays of the week every week make sure that you are heading to theperfectplay.co uh, each week and each day of course for everything immediate uh, from everything that you love as far as your culture your music your sports your everything you can see that immediately on theperfectplay.co so we'll take a quick break we'll get to our perfect plays of the week a lot of bodies a lot of crazy blocks that you'll be hearing for the next a uh, couple of seconds, and we are going to come right back. So stay tuned. It is RSBN on RNC Radio. We'll be back after this. That time for the Pistons. Good defensive sequence for the whole 24. There's that beautiful feed off the glass. This is a three-on-one break. That's your best option right there. Off the glass, up high, no way the defender, the lone defender back is going to stop that. Oh, yeah, look at that. Poole has it. A little crossover, the space. Take the left, cut right. It's a Pesco who works through and hammer it home. Eric Pesco. Look at Pesco. Reverse up over Plumlee. Well, excuse me, by Vucevic. 
that I mainly ask about that is because the trade that actually ended up happening this week sparks a lot of this conversation as far as free agency because you have two teams from those forms of markets that we had just uh, discussed when it comes to the Sacramento Kings when it comes to Portland Trailblazers they want to try and make moves to to you know improve certain things in their scenario of course the Kings end up yeah. being in the lower spectrum of that compared to what the Portland Trailblazers are currently and, and especially what they want to be as far as the end of the season where they want to be in the NBA playoffs but you have a trade that happens this week where uh, the Blazers send over Kent Bazemore Anthony Tolliver and two second round picks in exchange for Trevor Ariza Wendell Gabriel and Caleb Swanigan. So when you see trades like this, you start looking at it from a perspective of, okay, maybe, maybe Ariza will be able to provide something different than what Kent was able to do in Portland and things like that. But when I look at it, it's just like, my immediate, my immediate thoughts of it was like, damn, Ken Bazemore has to play in Sacramento. And I immediately got the response um, uh, from, from one of my boys, Bruce, shout out Bruce. He had said, what's, what's wrong with playing in Sacramento? Because of course they have, some uh, I, I'd say some positive areas as far as what uh, De'Aaron Fox has been able to provide, uh, Buddy Heal. I, I, you I just think had- there's a lot of teams that are not in the top eight seeds that are fun to watch and have exciting pieces and like yeah. there's things that can be done, you know. So I, but that trade to me, the when I saw the trade, I think it's more like I didn't. It just seems very like leveled off. I don't know if there's gonna be much different on either side for this situation. When when I saw that trade, I said Trevor Reason went in there and said trade me. And said, get, like, get me the fuck out of here. I think that's what it was because it was weird. You know what I mean? It was it was weird. He's his his last couple years of free agency have been really weird. Ever since Houston. You know I mean? Like when he was with Houston and then all of a sudden he took the bag from Phoenix. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then you know, I don't. He, he probably he just obviously he took the bag for Phoenix because he took the bag and he didn't see. Yeah, what, he definitely took he, the bag. He, he didn't see. He didn't see anything kind of happening from. Uh, okay, this is what's going to happen for the the money's so dried up because everybody's waiting for this past season. So you're not going to get the deal that you want. So he probably just went after. Okay, I'm gonna stay on the West Coast. I'm gonna play in the up and down system. Phoenix is gonna be. Phoenix got some pieces, but you know we're not gonna. Whatever, and then bomb. He gets traded to Washington, and he didn't think that would have happened. He knew Washington wasn't a good team, so you got traded from one team to another. Mm-hmm. So then he go. Then what happens? He's a free agent again, and so now he kind of goes with okay. I, I think Trev is a kind of a West Coast guy, so he that's why everything he looks for is towards the West Coast. He's like okay, Sacramento's got some pieces. They were really competitive last year. Maybe I can come in and be that vet guy for him for De'Aaron and. 
and and Bagley and Harry Giles and Buddy Hill. Maybe he's just looking for a purpose. Yeah. Yeah. So he could be the vet guy that kind of helps them in like the a la Andre Iguodala role. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like I'm gonna be the vet guy, the the perimeter defender, the, the guy who hits threes and stuff like that. But this is a team that's up on the rise that are gonna be pushing for the playoffs. And then it doesn't start off as well. You know what I mean? So he's like, you know what? Get me out of here. Give me. Get, I want to play. I want to play. I want to go somewhere that's going to help me as plays a contender. Now, obviously, Portland is in a bad spot right now. There, I don't. I don't think they're in the top eight. But you know, he look. He now he's around a bunch of vets. CJ, Dane, Mello. He's around a bunch of those guys. So it's not like he's not the young guy. He's not the old guy in the locker room anymore. Yeah. You know, what I'm saying now he's around a bunch a bunch of vets, and I think. Obviously, some of that some of that trade had to do with some money and whatever, and and you know, like the luxury tax and stuff like that. But I think my opinion is Trevor went to management and said, "Yo, get me out of here." That's what I think happened because that because that trade that trade felt like a left field trade, like that came out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It wasn't like begging on social media like 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 Deadman was. Yeah, it was like Trevor Reza traded. What was the like? What was the thought process or the reasoning for? Portland to do that. Both of these guys are on one. Or both of these, they're on one year. You're about to get off the money anyway. So okay, ah, somebody probably went in there, and I don't think Ken. Yeah, somebody had to say something, right? Yeah, I didn't think Ken Bazemore's going in there and be like, "Yo, get me out of here." <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you know, the, like I, I don't think Anthony Tyler's over to get me out. I of mean, here. if he was, I'd have been like, "Nigga, sit, <laughs> take a seat, man." Uh, it's so, in Atlanta, nigga. Relax. That's what I'm saying. That yeah, that, like, that was weird. That trade was weird. Like the. Unlike, and I know we're kind of skipping, but like the Hawks trade, the Hawks trade wasn't weird to me. You know what I mean? Like they needed a a, a backup point guard because Trey mm-hmm. was taking all the Trey was getting tired, and he needed another backup point guard. Yeah, he's doing triple doubles every night. He's like, shit, I need I need some type of help. But the thing, but the thing with that is, like, that's the reason why they had Dennis Schroeder. But for whatever reason, they didn't want to keep Dennis Schroeder because I guess his personality, whatever. Mm-hmm. So then they made the trade for Jeff Teague, and so it kind of works out. So. I can understand that, but I didn't understand the Portland Kings one, which was nuts to me. Now, one trade that I actually 100% did not understand at all was actually something that has not happened as of yet. But because it's on a very popular NBA podcast, we're going to discuss it. And let's actually play the audio of this proposed trade that was on the Ringer NBA show this week. This is a trade a, a friend of mine who works in the league was throwing out there, not based on any information, but just working the trade machine. So the Clippers need a center, perhaps, right? The 76ers happen to have an extra one now that they've leaned into Ben Simmons as their lord and savior. What if the Clippers traded for Joel Embiid? What would be the trade? <laughs> so it would be Embiid for Trez, Shamit. Mo Harkless to make the money work, and let's just say their first round pick. <laughs> is someone on perks? Yeah, somebody's perks. on two you perks. Know, you know what I hate? Uh, you know what I'm saying? Those are like NBA Twitter guys, right? You know, those are like very popular, like the Ringer shows. And, and these guys always talk about, oh, this GM is terrible. This GM, like this GM is bad. Like why would, <laughs> That trade is, no, first of all, that trade is illegal because you can't reacquire a player after a year. Mm. Bingo! <laughs> it can't happen. Trade the machine the won't even let. Like, can't bring back. Shan- well, I think. Well, I think he he got traded before the deadline, but 
that trade is uh, – I don't think they can reacquire him just yet. When so I saw this, I thought it was just some random guy doing some nonsense. And then I saw a ring. I'm like, how does this make ring? Outside of that point, though, Elson, I mean, come on, man. It doesn't – first, first, first of all, first of all, the Embiid the, the thing is not going to – is he's the the MB talk of him being traded is not going to happen until he hurts himself again. And I'm talking about not a not a dislocated finger, oh, really? like the knee finger. Yeah, like a knee, yeah. like he has a lower extremity, like a knee or something like that. Or mm -hmm. that's the time they're going to trade it. And, and another thing is, you're not coming to me with okay, Shamit and Mo Harkless. No, the first person you coming to me was Paul George. You know what I'm saying? I'm not giving away pieces for and a guy for no like damn Montrez hit. Well, I want to even no. say for no damn Montrez Harrell because I really do like Montrez Harrell a lot. But oh, for Montrez the trade for the damn face of the Mont 76ers, Montre Montrez Harrell is a really good player. Yeah, but on a championship level team, Montrez ha Montrez Harrell is a first big off the bench. Do you surround? Do you put a? Do you put a trade piece? Do you make a trade surrounding by the best player in the deal? Is a Bench is a is the first big off the Six bench man. player. No, they already have issues trying to damn uh, incorporate out uh, incorporate um Al Horford. What are they gonna do? In, what are they gonna do in Montrez? Exactly. So what is Montrez gonna do? Start, come off the bench. So now you're telling now you're telling the organization. Well, we got back the guy who can't. Who we got back the guy who in the in the uh, Tobias Harris trade that we shouldn't have traded in the first place because we need shooting and a backup and a backup center who Trez is gonna get paid. This offseason. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. Trez is going to get paid. He's going to get paid. And yeah, yeah, Trez is going to be one of those guys where, and I hope I'm wrong, but Trez is going to be one of those guys where it's like, um, yeah, that was a really bad deal. You know what I mean? Just because what Trez gives is what Kenneth Fareed gives. His best attribute is energy. Mm -hmm. To me, high motor. High motor is not a statistic. Not a statistic, but high motor is not an uh 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 it's not, it, it's not an ability that you pay for. Yeah, I'm about to say like it, it's just an attribute. Like it's just something that some some players have. There there are there are all stars who don't have high motor. You know what I mean? You know, like, like that's nuts to say. Well, you know, why did Trez get all this money? You know, well he's one of the highest working guys in the league. Yeah, and and get it and and motor and and. and Motor is something that guys like me, like a coach, we try to get out of players. Like, we want players with high motors. But on the backhand of it. Is high motor in football way more important than basketball? I mean, I know it's an important trait to have as an athlete, period. It's but hard. I feel, like, I feel like you can get further in the NFL with a higher motor. It's hard because motor is, to me, I don't, to me, motor is not a skill. Motor is a want to. You know what I mean? Like, to me, motor is like, oh, I got to get up out the bed and go to work. Almost like a I don't feel like doing. Yeah, right. that's what it is. I don't think, like, give me. It's like the whole. It's the old adage. Would you take a player with a high motor and and average skills, or would you take the guy with high end skill and a little motor? Yeah. I can get the motor out of. We it. see, yeah, we see that. Like I said, there's plenty of players who are all stars who don't have high motor. Oh, like who's who's the guy that doesn't have a who's the guy that doesn't have a, a high motor? But who, his, who takes nights off? Still awesome. But has but no, but has like amazing <laughs> skill. You know what I do mean? I, do like, I see where you're going there, Jeff? Oh, you talking about Kyrie? Oh shit, I wasn't even going with Kyrie. I thought nah, you were going with Kawhi. Kyrie does have a motor. He does have he does have a motor. Kawhi has a motor. Kawhi just Kawhi's a personality thing. It's not a motor thing. Kawhi plays hard every night. Yeah. Like I'm trying to think of a guy that has supreme elite skill, but everybody says the thing about him is he doesn't 
give it or he doesn't give give it on a a, a, a day in a day out basis. All right, who are you, you saying? Who you thought I was about to say? I thought I thought you were gonna say I thought you were gonna say Kawhi. Oh no, no, nah, Kawhi, Kawhi's motor is ridiculous. That's why he's able to beat. That's why he is so good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Let's he see, just, talent, see, but. but- Talent, but no more. He's motor. got both. He's got both. Yeah, Kawhi's He's got, got both, motor. and that's what makes Kawhi, and that was that what makes Kawhi unique. What the one of the best, if not the oh, best player in the league. Let me ask you about. Let me ask you about Melo's motor. I think Melo has a motor. I think he does too. But Melo gets compared to LeBron, so you know what I mean. Like, so you can't. I damn, I wish I could find a player that I was kind of thinking of right now, but it, it. But it's like once again, you don't like. I can't go to my like owner and be like listen we're trading this guy that has a got skill out the ass right for a guy who plays hard every night like you know that sounds nuts you know what i mean like now i granted if they had a i now i could see if the clippers had like michael porter jr you know what i mean and they started off the deal with michael porter jr and and another young player and trez mm-hmm. then it'd be like okay Maybe it'll still be a no just because Embiid is ridiculous. Yeah. But if you're starting off that trade with Montrez Harrell, he's like a, to me, he's like a filler guy. You know what I mean? Like he's like, okay, oh, they, they threw Montrez in the deal. You know, case in point when, when Trez, Trez ended up in, in, in how Trez ended up in LA with the, via the Chris Paul trade. Yeah. Mm-hmm. With Houston. Trez was a throw in. Throw in. Because it made sense, and it would it and made it, sense. it made sense. That's it. Trez was a throw-in, and at the time there was there wasn't really much yeah, you could got, put on the game got, until they got LA. Sam Decker. They sent Sam Decker, this guy, this guy, this guy, and Montrez Harrell. Oh, they sent Trez. Okay, that's oh, I, I wouldn't want to lose Trez, but you know, we getting Chris, we getting Chris Paul back. We getting Chris Paul back. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Like you can't sell your fan break. Oh well, we gave up Trez, but you know we 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 gave up Embiid, but basically get Trez you know, though. Trade, yeah, trade, trading Trez in that situation, the Clipper fans aren't going to blow up if it comes with getting Embiid back, which tells you everything you need to know. And this is not it to me. This is not it, and and this is not a shot at Trez. This is a shot more than likely to. This, this is more of a shot to me to the guys that be like, well, this this GM is terrible. This team is terrible. Did you hear the trades that you guys just said? <laughs> and then tried to throw it off of, oh, I've heard it from a from one of my buddies who work in the league. Really. Just a trade machine. Just a trade and machine. Anna specifically said, "Yeah, I just hopped on trade machine and, and, and just and just saw what would happen with it." And, like you can't criticize a guy for being you, know, you can do anything you want, but you can't criticize like you know what I mean. Like you can't criticize like a, a Steve Mills, Scott Perry, or 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 the guy who's the guy from Jeff. Who's the guy in Minnesota? What's that? The GM from Minnesota right now, Gerson. You can't you yeah, know what I'm yeah. and be like, "Oh, wow, he's a terrible GM," but then. You're the same guy that just said that you would trade. You were thinking about a trade of Embiid, and the first person you thought of, the package you thought of was <laughs> Shamit, Trez, and Mo Harkless. Yeah, yeah, it's not a good trade. And, like, and two picks. On, like, come on, like come on, dude. Is that is that like is that smart basketball? But these are guys that think they could do better jobs than these other guys in, in, in the NBA. But you're coming up with stupid trades like that. It's like all the guys that come out with those little, well, you would do this trade for. This. I said that doesn't make sense. A lot of it ends up being a lot of it ends up being things where you know uh, people really articulate and, and, and make things more well written and, and other things end up being on on uh, uh, things that you just 
throw in a trade machine and, and actually bring up the the highlight or the 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 thing that ends up being the biggest out of all of that as it ends up being on an area like Ringer in an area where so many different fans listen to this for this specific content. And when you have that, it's 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 different. Yep, you're absolutely right. But one person who may have been on Trade Machine uh, a lot this past week is somebody that we haven't really heard too much of for the past two months. And now that it, a week has passed of his return, he's using Martin Luther King in certain sentences. <laughs> uh, yeah. Damn near said, shit, this is how they did Jesus. He might as well have said this is how they did Jesus. Um, Kyrie yeah. has been having a hell yeah. of a week. Hey, shout out to my man, Kofi Kyrie, man. <laughs> Are you sure uh, that Koofy's on? Well, actually, now that I think about it, the more majority of the people who be wearing them Koofy actually do be on that car. It's actually, never mind. Yeah, that's about right. It kind of, you know what I'm saying? Brooklyn, you know, playing in Brooklyn now, there's a lot of black Israelites in Brooklyn. <laughs> you know what I mean? A lot of those, you know what I'm saying? A lot of five percenters. What's the science, brother? A lot of those guys in Brooklyn. So, you know, it kind of fits in, but he's been, he's been kind of yeesh lately. Yeah. It ended up being an. It ended up beginning in an area where we were praising him for only missing one shot, and there was the, the, the statistic where uh, a player that has missed more than ten games has never shot as well as Kyrie Irving did, and, and it was applause, and things were good with that. But with that came more conversations that he is starting to take a look at the Brooklyn Nets core and started saying that you know we have we have certain things set up as far as himself, Kevin Durant, and a few other names. And the highlight out of that quote began coming from the teammates who were admitted. And when there were teammates admitted, there are going to be voices that come out and say, well, how does Kyrie Irving have the opportunity to say that when he's been gone for two months and we haven't really heard too much from him during his injury? Now he's coming back and stating that X, Y, and Z should be the key points of the Brooklyn Nets and anything else we try and see what can happen by the time February comes. To which he had said uh, – you know, he's not going to apologize. This is his quote. Uh, whatever happens in the locker room happens in the locker room. Um, people essentially need to get the fuck out of what is going on and what quotes may come from the locker room. And on a day like MLK, a, a day as glory, we haven't even we haven't even shouted out the king in this show yet. Kyrie Irving uses the opportunity to state that, you know, People uh, take a look at your quotes and, you know, break things down and look at the negative things. Yada, yada, yada. This is how they did Martin Luther King when they shot him down and he was talking about peace. I was like, I know that you did not. And I know I know he did not compare himself to Martin Luther King. That's granted. But the fact that you could bring that on a day of days to discuss what you think is the core for the Brooklyn Nets was something that's hilarious to me. Yeah, I mean, you know, I feel like I feel like Kyrie is one of those people where you can't really tell him anything, you know, like he believes what he believes. His word is bond to him. And it's like, yeah, that's it. It's period. But like, I think he's kind of an idiot. I think he's a basketball genius, but I think he says a lot of things that are like very stick up the ass. Uh, I don't care what you have to say. But, bro, you're going to hear it. Like, if we're going to call you stupid, we're going to call you an idiot. We, you you got to hear that. And you can bring up, you know, bullying or depression and all this shit all you want to. Uh, but you sound like an idiot, period. Yeah, yeah the, Boston, the Boston thing ended up moving him a lot. And then he just didn't want to hear people chanting his name and asking where he is and, and so on and so forth. But uh, 
his response to a lot of these things has ended up being really antsy. Yeah, it's like, why are you so aggravated, bro? I feel like he seems, he seems aggravated. Aggravated. <laughs> I just remembered. <laughs> I just remembered um, some things. Uh, Does he know that, he's aggravated to you? Yeah, it's it's just we we there, there was a point in time that I would look at say Kevin Durant in a fashion where he just seemed so bothered answering these questions of media, answering certain things for people that uh, from his point of view did not really deserve or need to know whatever was going on uh, from his perspective. And I was like, uh, and in my point, I'm like, yo, why are you, why are you so bothered? And we, we haven't, we haven't seen too much of that since, you know, he, he tore his Achilles and mostly for the past few months, he's been uh, uh, on Twitter and in comments, uh, having fun, Discussing uh, discussing certain things, battling certain perspectives, you know, talking to people, enjoying himself, and that has pretty much removed him away from the image of evil Golden State Warriors basketball player that it was before he tore his Achilles, right? But Kyrie Irving has pretty much picked up that baton and ran with it, and hopefully, when Kevin ends up exercising and, and getting more close to returning, hopefully that doesn't end up being a dynamic duo in that sort of fashion, especially in a fashion that we don't want it to be. Man. Uh, go ahead. Go ahead. I mean, you, you guys can already see, like, my feelings on this, but I, I just feel like he's extremely aggravated for whatever reason. You already know they're going to ask you about it. You already know the type of player you are, the type of superstar you are, the talent that you have, and what comes with that. Every player deals with it at some point in time if you're of this caliber. And sometimes if you're not of that caliber. So um I think it was just fucking out of his ass, man. You know, you know what it is? We like we all have that friend that that speaks his mind, you know what I mean? But and you know, sometimes you you know what I'm saying, sometimes he'll he can make a point, but you can't say it then like they're they're terrible with the timing yeah. of when they say it. Like, you know what I'm saying? I, I like you could say something outlandish about like a political statement or whatever like that, but like right now it's really not the time to say right. something like that. Like you're at work. N- not even that. You've been gone for 17 games in a row. So the first thing you say after playing a game was, "Well, you know, uh, you know, we got KD and we got DeAndre. We got championship pieces. Some champ guys are championship pieces, which DeAndre Jordan is not a championship piece. That's just your boy." <laughs> that's another that's another that's another kind of conversation for another day. You know, say he's naming off all these players. We got Spence and we got all that. And I'm like, dude, you can't make that statement and you guys are under five hundred and you didn't play in seventeen games. You know what I mean? You can't make that statement. And truthfully I'd feel away if I was admitted if I was admitted from that sentence. Truthfully I'd feel away. Because yeah, if I'm we're 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 weeks away from trade deadline. Right, right. And you're supposed to be a leader. You're supposed to be one of the leaders on this team. Like and and it, but then it goes back to what what KD said, like, where was it? I think he said it on, he said on that show with, um, with Serge, when Serge asked him why he chose the Nets over the Knicks, where he was like, um, uh, uh, well, we felt, I felt that they had more ready-made pieces than the Knicks did. This is the same reason why Kyrie came over. So I don't understand what it is. These are the same pieces that have been there. Like, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like if you're trying to make a trade, like Karis LeVert, he's going to have to be in a trade. Spencer Dinwiddie, he's going to have to be in a trade if you feel like you don't have the pieces that are there. And if I was Din, if I was of, of all players, if I was Dinwiddie, and I know he he was included in the in the in the 
names at Kyrie Irving and Mitch, but I was if, if I was Spencer Dinwiddie, hey man, last year we took on Phil, we took on Philly with D'Angelo Russell. I'm about to say, nigga, we did this shit last year. Like we made the playoffs, brother. Like we yeah, what are you talking without, about? Without like? without a Kyrie Irving, we've seen a Boston yes. Celtics without Kyrie Irving minutes away from the NBA Finals. I mean, obviously he's not going to mm-hmm. say that, but it's like, bro. I know, but yeah, you, you're absolutely right. Like he could definitely turn around and say that though if he, if he wanted. But this if is I, what then would be hot. But this is my problem, and I know Kyrie's probably the outlier. But this is the problem when guys win titles and people make the thing, well, the thing of, well, you know, the, the argument changes because he won a championship. You know what I mean? Kyrie feels he can say that because why? Probably because he feels like he won the championship shot. of championships. I hit the game-winning shot in game seven against the, the, the team that nobody thought was beatable. Yeah. So guess what? If I don't feel like this team is championship, guess what? Who's really going to tell me something? <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, you know what I mean? Like, if I say that that uh, uh, Joe Harris needs to go, he's going to go. go. He's not a he's not a playoff champion caliber player that we're going to need. Who's going to G check me? You know what I'm saying? Like, who's going to be the one that say, well, you know what? No, you're wrong. What do you mean? I'm wrong. You see this on my finger? You know what I mean? Like, it, it's kind of, you know, and then but but that's going to be the to me. I think that's going to be the problem in that locker room because. You're gonna have the outspoken Kyrie, and then you're gonna. It's gonna be. It's gonna be the the choose a side. You know what I'm saying? Because Katie and Kyrie are boys. Yeah. Yeah. But if Kyrie come up, jump out the window, and be like saying something about the team, mm-hmm. and now it's like let let's just let's just say the Joe Harris thing. What happens if if Joe Harris and Katie kind of developed a relationship or whatever? You know what I mean? Like they they become friends and good and close and talk every day and stuff like that. Now Kyrie jumps out the window and says that, "Yo, what's good with your man?" Yeah, and Joe's gonna look at Kevin. Kevin's trying to cut his AirPods up. You know, <laughs> hop on Twitter, hop into some more DMs. Yeah, and... but it's like now now you got a dynamic of okay, you a Kyrie guy or you a KD guy. Now everybody thinks that they have a close friendship, KD and Kyrie. Now it's now now you're choosing sides. You know what I mean? Because Kevin not Kevin's not gonna say that. Now Kevin will say a lot of things, but the one thing that he'll never do is throw a teammate underneath the bus. Right. You know what I mean? We've yeah, had, he's had, he's mul- had happened to him already. We've had multiple occasions where Kyrie is subliminally or non subliminally throwing teammates underneath a bus. Jalen Brown. Him times and times when he was a young player in Cleveland. Jason Tatum. You know what I mean? Like so it's like Damn, your man's just going to say that? What's going on? And then KD might say, oh, I'm going to go talk to him. And then Kyrie might not want to hear what KD got to say about it. And now now you create a different dynamic. In a, now you're creating, okay, you on this side or this side in the locker room, and you don't need that. But the funny part about it is all the players that Kyrie said that were quote-unquote championship pieces are players that need to be traded in order to get the piece that you talk about. <laughs> yeah, you you got to give up something to get something if that's what, if that's what you want. Because if you say nobody wants Joe Harris, I kind of agree with you. But, like, who, but who essentially changes Brooklyn? As far as people that are available in the next in the next few weeks, nobody. Who, who changes Brooklyn? Nobody. 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 To me, I'm 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 the type of person now. It's going to be sound nuts because I'm a I'm a Nick fan. Oh, you're mad that they didn't come or whatever, but. A lot of the they don't all fit. You know what I mean? Like all of their top players need the ball in their hand. K 
Karis LeVert. He needs the when would Karis LeVert taken kind of taken off? Karis LeVert took off last year when D'Lo got hurt. Hmm. Because now he had the ball in his hands, he was creating, he was doing this. Spencer Dinwiddie. When did Spencer Dinwiddie take off? When D'Lo and Kyrie got hurt, so now he has the ball in his hand. Right. So you have all these guys that need the ball in their hand to be successful, and and the big dog still hasn't even played yet. <laughs> the big joker still ain't even come out yet. Yeah, you still got the big joker laying on the laying in the laying in deep in the card deck. You just waiting to play it. So now Karras don't get the touches that he gets. Now Spencer don't get the touches that he gets. Not to mention the fact that Spencer and Kyrie may not be a really good backcourt because you know you did, you're gonna try to probably finish games like that. Mm-hmm. Somebody gonna have to get traded. I think that's why they gave Cat. I think that's why they gave Spencer Dinwiddie that contract. Because if you want to get a big time player, you're gonna need a big money player. You're gonna have to give somebody's gonna have to have a big money contract. It's like the problem with the Lakers are gonna have. You know what I mean? Like who's the if you're trying the Lakers are trying to make a a move to get a player, the best person they want to give up is who Kyle Kuzma. Mm-hmm. Kyle Kuzma makes under $2 million. What good player are you getting with under $2 million with no first-round draft picks? I mean, shit, Kings, Kings almost held their ass out, but it looks like none of that none of that has come from that since then. Yeah, but it's like they don't have nothing. Like, the Nets don't have nothing to give right now. But this was the problem when everybody was saying, okay, you want to take KD, but you're going to have to deal with Kyrie, and this is what you have to deal with. And Kyrie hasn't even played 20 games. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's nuts. Is is going to be really interesting when next year? Next year is going to be really, really interesting because when everybody is here. More than likely, they've made their change, and Brooklyn Nets are more than likely going to be put. Uh, they're not going to be given the pass that they were this year. And not to mention the fact of we don't even know how good of a coach Kenny Anderson Atkins is. Atkinson is. That's real. That's real. Because what not happens yet. if they? What happens if they? If they start off to uh uh. 11 and 9 or 11 and 8 or 10 and 10. Yeah, they start dropping. Now, now you're like, oh, is he the good guy for the job? Now you just wasted two years of your <laughs> Now you just wasted two years of now you got two more. Now you got two years to to run through everything again with a new coach in year three. Mm-hmm. With Kevin Durant on a torn Achilles. You know what I mean? But it, it's gonna be cool because guess what? They're in Brooklyn. They're not gonna get the real, they ain't gonna get the spotlight. You know what I mean? This this Kyrie quote, the Kyrie quote is gonna get what pushed underneath the rug. Oh, you already know. You know what I mean? So that's why I said they knew what they were. That's why I said earlier before we even started this, they knew what they were doing when they decided to go to Brooklyn. You know what I mean? They can make the all oh, Brooklyn's cool, Brooklyn's that, Brooklyn's this, and I'm from Brooklyn. I was born in Brooklyn. So nah, you don't. You're not gonna get the spotlight. Wait, so wasn't Elmont, New York? What kind of lie? What kind of lie was this? <laughs> I'm just learning you were from Brooklyn. I was born in Brooklyn. Ain't this a so so what? Wow! I, I was I was I born. It, I, I thought it was, was Elmont the whole time. I was no. I was born in Brooklyn. And I was I was born in Brooklyn. Stayed out there for about I want to say six seven years. Moved to the Bronx for about two Moved three to years. The Bronx. See this. Yep. Is, see these. See see these are details. And I, then does, and then does the group even know this? And then moved out to. <laughs> I don't even know if the group knows this. Breaking news. Look at this! Look at this! Breaking news from Scoop Man, Scoop Man once again. But this time it's on it's on his it's on his life as opposed to as opposed to the NBA player's life. I respect it. I respect it. Well, been a whole lot of talk on trade rumors, trade deadline. Of course, 
coming very, very soon. All-Star Weekend coming very, very soon as well. We spent the last uh, two episodes of RSPN talking a lot of the All-Star votes, but we'll uh, let that be as of right now. We're going to get a lot closer to media and and coach votes uh, very, very soon so that we can start solidifying what we have in Chicago next month. Um, but we're going to let the trade deadline talk. As right, we're going to let the trade deadline talk simmer as of right now. Um, we have some talk about the Saturday primetime games. Um, a little bit on – well, actually, before we get to Super Bowl, let's go to the Saturday primetime games. Um, Lonzo Ball triple-double in the loss of the Clippers. We have the latest glimpses of Zion Williamson, uh, which he may or may not have been awake for, but he is going to be uh, coming very soon as he had discussed that he will be uh, returning very soon as well. Um, how do how do players decide what they're going to do as far as the first game that they're going to be back? Because we see with Oladipo and he's like, yeah – I'm going to come back against the Chicago Bulls. And then Stephen Curry's like, yeah, I'm going to come back against uh, – who did, who, did, who did Curry say he was going to come back on on March 1st? I, I I don't know. I feel like the real answer is whenever Coach tells me I can come back. Oh, it was, it was from return from injury against the Washington Wizards. Do you, th- you think people, like, take the – start looking at the the lightest game that they could come back from just so that they could launch the shit and have an amazing game? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if everybody I'm about to say like I don't know if every player has that option to like decide where they when they want to come back but uh I'm not sure if Zion is that person I'm sure I'm sure you know if Curry said I want to come back against this team he'll come back against that team but mm-hmm. yeah he can come back whenever he wants to I I am actually excited to see I'm actually going to watch this game I, I, I want to see Zion's first game back no first game not me not even back his first this first game. Yeah, it ends up being it ends up being his first game period. And he's going to come back. Well, he did he's not he did, he wasn't able to play uh today. Of course you're hearing this on on Tuesday, but uh for MLK Day they ended up playing against the Memphis Grizzlies and and he was out against that, but his debut will be on Wednesday night, so tomorrow night against the uh San Antonio Spurs. Uh, San Antonio Spurs that has has been trying to make their mark as far as getting their names back into uh, the NBA playoff picture uh, a lot more down than they have been for the past uh, what was it been almost 23 years I want to say probably since Greg Popovich's first year as head coach of the Spurs so Zion Williams will be returning for the Pelicans for that tomorrow night against San Antonio but that'll be exciting yeah that's gonna be great I, I will I will definitely uh, find a way to watch 100% uh, shout out to Lonzo, uh, Lonzo Ball for his triple double. Brandon Ingram, of course, we saw good things from him this week. The Pelicans snapping the Utah Jazz's ten game winning streak uh, in an area where Brandon Ingram almost had a game winner until they went to overtime. They ended up winning in that fashion anyway. But Clippers get the win um, in a very high scoring game with the New Orleans Pelicans, but they end up winning by three. Uh, outside of that, the other game that was on that Saturday night between the Houston Rockets and the Los Angeles Lakers. Houston ends up losing. MVP chance for LeBron James, literally in Houston. Houston ended up losing again to Oklahoma City. Chris Paul will not stop whipping the Rockets' ass, so shout out to that. Yeah, uh, I have to give respect for that. And as of right now, um, the Lakers ended up jobbing to Boston, but this week will involve LeBron James chipping away at that 81 points that he needs to pass Kobe in all-time points. So he will be third if he ends up getting that 81 this week. I'm just happy. I'm just happy that uh, it's not. He's not going to break the record against the Knicks. 
So, because that's going to be a, that would be a whole big thing. If he had to pass it, Kobe versus the Knicks. I mean, he yeah, has more opportunities. He still has to pass Carl. Right. He still has to pass Kareem. No, it's not going to happen because he's got to score. He had to score. He said 81, and he's playing tonight, and they play the Knicks on Wednesday. So, unless he drops 50, <laughs> which yeah, Lakers got their ass whooped tonight. So, and he only and he only drops fifteen. And he only drops fifteen tonight. So let's see. That's uh, if I can do the math. Sixty six more points. Unless he drops sixty six on the Knicks, <laughs> which would don't put that on. Don't put that on. Don't like that. What's wrong with you, Listen, I, listen. We he like, last time he came to New York, he lost. He got blocked by Hazonia. So this is true. Mario Hazonia. I'm just saying. Uh, Super Bowl. Uh, what is this? Four fifty-four. Super Bowl fifty-four. Um, what do you guys like from the NFC and the AFC championship games? Um, uh, Packers could have given me a little bit more. Um, you know, honestly, Eldon, I'm glad you're on because we actually get to chat about this. But man, Derrick Henry could have did more in that game. Uh, but Chiefs defense showed up. Yeah, that was the one thing. If, if like, <laughs> I mean, look, if the Chiefs defense show up, you're not going to win. Yeah, and the thing with the whole, like like you even said, Derrick Henry could have did more. I don't think he could have. It, it, a lot of those, like if you look at the last couple of games, like the Patriots game and the Ravens mm-hmm. game, they weren't playing catch-up. You know what I mean? So they could have, they, they, if anything, they were down by three or down by a touchdown or whatever. So they could run the ball more. That's the problem with when you face teams like Kansas City. You, keep up. you can't keep up. If they decide to play their best game or they turn the ball over now, what your strength is, now you have to now you have to get away from that and put more to your weakness and put more on Tannehill to make plays. And like I said, I think Kansas City had a hell of a game plan going into it. They didn't they had their best their best player on defense was limited and he, he played every now and then he made a couple of big plays in that game, but Tyra Matthew was amazing. The defense yeah. was the, the, the defense came up with a great plan. They had, they tackled well and not, and we're done. They, they had their best game of the year, you know, at the right time. And so, like I said, Derek Henry is an absolute monster and take your hat off to, to Tennessee where I think Tennessee is going to be a, a a good football team. I don't know if they're going to get to this level again, but they they've got some pieces. Like their defense is really really good, and people don't understand that. People, you know, you don't see Tennessee on TV. You'll see them probably once a year, but this is the time where people get to see. Well, you know, they have a really good defense. They have probably one of the best safeties in the game in Kevin Beard that nobody talks about. They got back a guy. And which really turned around their season for them, Jeffrey Simmons. Mm-hmm. Jeffrey Simmons was a top five pick. He was supposed to be a top five pick in this draft. He was supposed to be a top five pick, I think, in last year's draft. And he decided to come back to school. And then he tore his ACL in a workout before the draft. So you get that guy back in the middle of the season. You get a top five player back in the middle of the season. It's like you made a midseason trade. Yeah. So now he's helping to run and, and and making them more stout, being a great player up front for for Tennessee. 
along with Adoree Jackson playing corner and Logan Ryan playing corner. It was just a really good foot. That was that was a really good football team. They ran the they ran the football and they played phenomenal defense. And Ryan Tannehill was good, but you just Patrick Mahomes is different. And he's special. Yeah, he's super different. Yeah, he's super different. He's special. Very, you know, like like the the definition of special talent, special player coming into like a league and just truly being you can't. He's not comparable. Yeah, and he can't, and he fell in. And a lot, and a lot of times, like we were kind of talking about the NBA thing, a lot of it is is luck. A lot of it is luck, and a lot of it is a situation that you fall yourself into. Mm-hmm. Who knows if he had to start right away, what would have happened to him? It's like Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers didn't have, and we'll talk about that game next. But who knows what happens if Aaron Rodgers had to play automatically? If Aaron Rodgers picked number one overall, he had to play on that bad Forty uh, Nine ers team, right. and he didn't get a chance to develop. Luckily, Mahomes fell into a, 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 a somebody who's a great offensive mind in Andy Reid, and sat behind a and sat behind a guy who was the number one overall pick in Alex Smith, and learned to play quarterback from him. That's that's something as far as a quarterback. That's something that's that's gold. You know what I mean? You get you don't have to play right away, and you're sitting behind a guy who's a who's a who's a really good football player. It's like Aaron Rodgers. Sitting behind Brett Favre. Now their dynamic was a little bit different than Alex Smith and because Brett Favre was. Yeah, kind of, but, you, but you still sorry, get that interview. But still you get still, that you still you still get that you still get that knowledge. You still yep. get that learning. You still get to learn from him. So who knows if if Mahomes had to come in and start right away? He wasn't ready. He wasn't, and he'd probably be the first one to say, "I wasn't ready to start automatically." So he fell into the right situation. So, but I think I think that was it was a really good game, and you know just. Kansas City's offense was just too much. It was too much. They and and the Titans couldn't play that ball control offense that they want. Run the football, be up. And they were up early and they they just couldn't. Like I said, Pat Mahomes was different that day. Alton, I heard they I heard they slide you out to Hard Rock. What's up with that? You can, you got you got enough room in the you got enough room in the van. What? I heard they slide you out to Hard Rock. I'm not gonna tell you. You told me. No. So we're not going to Hard Rock. No. <laughs> we're not going to Tootsie's. No. We're not going to Miami Gardens? No. So where are we going? Nowhere. Nowhere? You know I barely leave my house. All right. You know what? Unless it's for football, I barely leave my house. I'm saying, so let's go to Hard Rock. No. All right. You know what? I'm just, I'm just going to get I'm just gonna get to the talking points. I'm just going to get to the talking points before we get Wait, to it. Before we, before we do that, we got to get to the other game. Yeah, yeah. Cause, uh, Which other game? Uh, the, the, the Niners. The, the Niners. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The Niners game, man. Like I said, I think that's going to be a really good Super Bowl. But it is going to be a really good Super Bowl. The Niners, hey man, they took that's that's. Uh, I was having I, I, my coaching buddy was kind of like we were talking and stuff like that, and like he made he he said something about uh, on Twitter about uh, um about just how good up front on defense those two teams were. Yeah, yeah. And I told him it starts up front, and if but if and if you look at the 49ers, they just that was a physical. They're dogs, dude. They're, they're dogs. They have five first. They have five. Yeah. yeah. I, I want to say top five picks on that on that on that defensive line. Yeah, they dogs, bro. They have five top five. That's unheard of on that defensive line, and they just rotate them and they rotate them, and they got back Quan Alexander, who's like the who's like the the main piece of that defense, and they just went there and they took those three running backs and they just they just ran it. 
down people's throats and they were physical and I'm 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 there's not really you could say about that game. Aaron made a couple of bad throws. They were just they just physically beat them. It, it was a it was a physical butt whooping that that Green Bay took. And I think that this game is going to be really because I wanted it to be. I wanted to see Aaron Rodgers against against Pat Mahomes. I wanted to see Aaron Rodgers, you know, kind of go back and and go to the Super Bowl and and and, and show everybody uh, I haven't fell off. And he just couldn't. It just would have been a great story. It would have been, but I think this Super Bowl is going to be really good with just Jimmy G. The stories, you know, Jimmy G. and the Patriots thing, which everybody mm-hmm. that's that's going to be a, a thing that's going to like. Definitely drive me nuts because I might, you know what I mean. Like you'll get the Pat Mahomes story, you'll get the you'll get the Kyle Shanahan and his dad story. It's gonna be a good story filled um, Super Bowl. Like there won't be a lack of anything. You'll get the Richard the Richard Sherman angle. You know what I mean. The Tyreek Hill thing and stuff like that. And it's gonna be a good. It's gonna be a good. And I think the game is gonna be good as well. And it's gonna be. <laughs> It's gonna be right down the road. That's why Mark keeps saying, "Oh, where are we going to watch it?" I'm not going nowhere to watch that game. That place, so, that is, I'm going to the confines of my home, or to my uh, families to watch the game. I don't, yeah, you know, I don't get out and watch games out any any other, any place else. So, so no, we're not going. We're not going anywhere before you even ask. So to confirm, we're not going to Tootsie's. <laughs> <laughs> I can I can double confirm that. Well, that's some bullshit. You know what? All right, let's get to the talking points before we get to all around the world. Shout out Hall of Famer Mike Conley returning after a month out with a hamstring strain. <laughs> yeah, I can't believe this is still going. Uh, only only played 15 minutes and only had three points, but it's the returning that uh, is the most important in an area where Utah was it 10 of the last 12, they, they, or maybe 11 of the last 12, not positive, but um, he is going to be returning for the Jazz. So shout out to that. Uh, career high eight threes for Luka Doncic as they beat the Blazers on Friday night. Cool stuff from Luka Doncic. Uh, Charles Barkley, very vocal on Draymond's triple singles. We'll see uh, what comes from that in the coming months. Uh, but Charles Barkley, this past week on NBA on TNT, uh, very vocal on Draymond, not saying too much uh, this past season on the Warriors' uh, position. Uh, yesterday ended up being MLK Day, so, of course, shout out everybody that still had to go to work. It was very painful. Uh, that ended up meaning it was the anniversary of the Clippers and Rockets locker room fight. So shout out to that. Okay, and- okay, okay. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Okay, were you up for that? Um, I want to say, I want to say, I may was I up for it? I think I, I think I was, but I don't remember laughing like I laugh at the clip now. It's not the laughing. You know, every once in a while, you get one of those things on Twitter where it's just like. Everybody's roasting. Everybody, everybody is roasting, <laughs> and I don't remember who started. I, I don't. I think it was the woke because I remember watching the game. I remember watching the game, mm-hmm. and you know, watching TNT for a little bit or whatever. And then it was one of those things. Okay, I'm getting ready to go to bed because obviously I had to work in the morning. Yeah, right. unfortunately for us, it's one in the morning, and it's not like yeah. damn yeah. nine p.m. like it is in yeah. California. So then, you know, I do my last little Twitter. I do my last little Twitter update. You know what I'm saying? I, I sent out my little last little about the game or whatever, I, I believe. And then all of a sudden, the Woj tweet happens. And then we're like, I'm like, wait, what? And then another tweet happens. I think it was from, uh, it might have been from Roz. Mm-hmm. The Roz tweet happened. And then it's like, 
oh, which girl tried to break the back door down? And I'm like, oh my god. Yeah, I think that's the part that I remember the most. The part where they where they create the tunnel and go try and knock in the door and try and, and break their way into the thing. That was the most hilarious part. And then and then the part and then and then what made it fun. And then the other thing that made it funny was when Ernie's reading the tweet and Charles and Chuck start dying laughing talk about police presence yeah yeah and he's like and oh, then, lapd and, was called and jack and, throws the papers and, up in the sky yeah and then the other <laughs> thing and then the, and then the thing that that tied everything together was um when they said when somebody else came out with the tweet that's saying yeah because chris paul knew about the doorway that led from the back of the locker room yeah. that led to the secret hallway the, <laughs> And and that was one of those. I, the last time I, I don't even remember the last time. See, because it was different than the, like the rock, the the Dallas and DeAndre Jordan Clippers thing. Oh, as far as the chair and then not the wanting chair, to leave. The, yeah, and all that. That was cool and all. See, that was different. I can't remember the last time. And I think it was something recently too. Like it was one of those things where I would have been pissed if I would have woke up in the morning. I would have been like, oh damn, I missed this. But uh, I couldn't go to sleep. The Dallas thing was so funny because people were like, yeah, Mark Cuban's riding around Dallas and he's trying to call everybody on his cell phone. It's going to irk me because I remember something that, that was so recently that it was one of those things where you just had to stay up on the time. Like, because the timeline was just ex- exploded. Like, I remember um, when the whole Bow Wow thing happened. I had fell asleep during that. Oh, when when, had, when when ice retweeted when ice retweeted, because yes. <laughs> I went to sleep on that, and all I do, I remember like waking up in the middle of the night, going, and I had to go to the bathroom or something or whatever. I woke up in the middle of the night, and I just checked my phone, and I was just like, and Bow Wow was trending, and I saw all the retweets, all the jokes, and I'm like, oh my gosh, oh this is gonna, oh this is gonna mess with me the whole time. It was something really recently. That it was one of those things where something happened right before I was getting ready to go to sleep, and the timeline exploded. Unless it was a Kawhi trade, I can't, I can't, I can't really think. No, of it. it wasn't. It 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 wasn't like free agency related. It was recently. Yes, it was this season. Recently, recently, as in like a couple of months ago, like oh, that okay. recent. So, so oh, was, it the, was, it the, was it the the Brandon Ingram stuff? No, I don't even think it was sports related. Oh, 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 okay, okay. Well, shit. It wasn't. I don't know. But it was one of them nights where just like, yo, I can't go to sleep. This is too funny. Like, yeah. you wanted to find out, like, what happened after. Oh, that, as that far as, like, a story? Oh. Uh, yes. Uh, it was something nuts, too. I can't remember. I I can't remember either, but he's gonna. I'm gonna remember it as soon as this is over, or like a couple of days from now, I'm gonna remember it. But that was the last time, like I was on my phone. And I said, "Yo, I can't go to sleep. This is too good." Yeah, Twitter, Twitter, this Twitter, is, Twitter has nights like that. It, it it was one of those Twitter nights where it was just like, "Yo, if you missed it, you missed it." Yeah, nigga Navy is probably one of my top. Bro, what, <laughs> nigga Navy was. Nigga, I was literally oh my crying, God. laughing at nigga when when nigga Navy happened. <laughs> <laughs> and they were showing the damn boat rocking around, and yeah. they're playing yeah. swag surfing. I was like, "Nah, yeah. I gotta get out. I gotta get it out. wasn't the Navy. It was something towards like the Navy thing, but it was hilarious. Well, they they ended up going in when um uh they ended up going in when when this shit happened with Iran. It was it wasn't the Iran thing. It was after. It was before the Iran thing. Before Iran. No matter of fact, it was the Iran thing. 
because it was Iran. I think it was. It, I think it was the Iran thing. It, 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 getting it ready to go to war. Yes. It, yes. It was that. That's what it was. It was the Iran thing. Yeah. But that was the last time. Like I was up at late at night, and I was just like, "Nah, I got to say, this is too funny." Yeah, because everybody's like, "Yeah, we gonna do this to go to war." Everybody's like, <laughs> "The women making jokes, men making jokes." Because every- how did that all how that all start? That start all started with Austin Rivers, right? Austin Rivers. Yeah. The 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 Clipper thing. The Clipper oh, because the there was a there was an altercation. I want to say in like the fourth quarter. It, I think it started with. I think it. I think it, it was between Trevor Ariza and I think it was Trevor Ariza and and um and Austin Rivers and Austin Rivers said something or did something, and Trevor said something back to him, and then I think somebody got ejected. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you talking about when Rivers was, uh, when Austin was clapping his dad off? No, 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 no. I'm talking about the, what what we're talking about, like the, um, the talking point of the Clipper fight the, after the game. Oh, okay, okay. That started on the court, and I think Gerald Green, like, I remember the tweet of, and people were making fun of it, like, Gerald Green, um, uh, Ger- uh, damn, who was on the Clippers at that time? Who was on the Rockets at that time? I think it was. Ger- uh, I think it was. They said it was like. Ball. They said they sent somebody up to the front as a diversion. They sent. Like, <laughs> that's a diversion. Dead. Oh, who was the center at the time? They said they sent somebody up there at the front who wasn't playing. They sent him to the front of the locker room, and that's when Chris Paul. That's when like uh, Jeff Green. Um. No, not Jeff Green. When uh, Gerald Green, Chris Paul, and what you call it, went through the back door. And that's when they found out. And it was like they were trying to barricade him out the line. That was, I'm talking, you talk about crying in my bedroom. The tears were coming down my face about that, about that night. Mike D'Antoni with Mad Griffin ran into him. <laughs> yeah. He hit him before the exchange. Austin Rivers wouldn't stop talking shit. Rivers, you may know, is in street clothes and wearing a walking boot. Dude, with a Kelly strain. <laughs> Yeah, I remember. Yo, see, matter of fact, after the after we finish after we finish record, I'm actually gonna go back and I'm gonna like go back through that whole thing and just like the t- because that was too funny because like Blake Griffin was involved in it. It like I think they were barricading like Blake was barricading the door. It wasn't DeAndre still a part. DeAndre was a part of it because there was the whole thing about the whole Chris Paul and 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 Blake Griffin didn't get along and. Mm-hmm. Chris Paul kind of deteriorated the uh, the relationship between DeAndre and Blake while they were there, and that's the reason why DeAndre wanted to leave in the first place, and that was nuts. According to ESPN's agent Wojnarowski, Ariza was the foremost aggressor, bringing teammates Paul Harden and Gerald Green with him. It appears that Tariq Black was not involved, despite one initial report claiming he came with that group. <clears throat> For a few fleeting moments, several Clippers dared the Rockets to come further into the room. Security and team officials soon converged on the Rockets, pushing them out the door and back towards the visiting locker room. Ariza was described as the first one through the door, with Paul lingering in the back. Because <laughs> they went through that side door, but they sent somebody up. I don't know if it was – it was – um nah, he wasn't on the team. Because it wasn't Mario – it wasn't Boban. He wasn't on the team. It was some – it was some – this is gonna sound bad. This it was some tall white center. Hold that on, they sent. That narrows it down. But let's see, tall white center, Houston Rockets. Uh, That's what I'm saying. See now, I'm seeing not Modi Yunus. No, he was probably gone by then. Nah, nah Modi Yunus was probably gone by then. Damn, who was on the Rockets at that time? That would they sent him through the front door? 
through they send it to the front of the what you call it, they said to create create a diversion. It wasn't Ryan Anderson. I don't think Ryan Anderson would be down for the hands. No. Uh see now I got a Houston Rockets Clippers. Sure. Well, while we do that, let's get to let's get to all around the world real quick. Only one game because the whole damn NBA played last night. Uh, you have the Clippers and the Mavericks on at 10:30, uh, 8:30, excuse me, tonight on NBA TV, and that is your only game uh, for tonight. Tomorrow night you have 12 games that are on in the NBA. We already told you about Zion Williams uh, Williamson's return. Uh, he will be playing against the San Antonio Spurs at 9:30 on ESPN, but not before. The other part of the doubleheader where the Philadelphia 76ers will be playing the Toronto Raptors at 7 in Toronto, of course, on ESPN as well. We'll have some Pistons and Kings on at 7 o'clock. The Orlando Magic play the Oklahoma City Thunder. The Clippers will be in Atlanta to face the Hawks. The Boston Celtics will be going up against the Memphis Grizzlies. If you want to see some Kemba and some John Morant, that will be a good matchup at 7.30. Uh, The Heat will continue their homestand against the Wizards. Uh, the New York Knicks will be in Madison Square Garden against the Los Angeles Lakers, of course, on 7.30, but that will be on League Pass. You have some Bulls, Timberwolves, the Houston Rockets going up against the Denver Nuggets, uh, the Suns and the Pacers, and the Golden State Warriors out in San Francisco against the Utah Jazz. Uh, only three games on on Thursday night. Your TNT doubleheader will be the Los Angeles Lakers in Brooklyn specifically against the Brooklyn Nets. So as much conversations we've had in Brooklyn uh, this past episode, we'll see how they do against the Los Angeles Lakers at eight on TNT, followed by the Mavericks and the Portland Trailblazers out in Portland at 1030 on TNT. You have 11 games on Friday night, one of them being at 3 p.m., a little bit early on NBA TV with the Milwaukee Bucks and the Charlotte Hornets. But your ESPN doubleheader will be the Miami Heat in the American Airlines Arena against the Los Angeles Clippers at 8 on ESPN, and that will be followed by – actually, should it won't be followed by anything on ESPN. That's the only game on ESPN, and 10.30, the Golden State Warriors will be playing the Indiana Pacers on NBA TV. Saturday, you have five games. We'll have a Saturday primetime event once again but it'll be the only one there won't be two that we got last week it'll be the philadelphia 76ers going up against the los angeles lakers at 8 30 on abc so we will see how close lebron james is to that 81 points by saturday night and hopefully being able to do it on a stage like abc especially in philadelphia as well that will be a sight to see and sunday you have eight games closing out the week uh, you have the New Orleans Pelicans going up against the Boston Celtics at six on ESPN. Uh, Zion Williamson, of course, will be back by then. So you will have uh, some good stuff to watch from Zion. If you uh, have not been paying attention to Lonzo Ball and Brandon Ingram and Josh Hart and J.J. Redick and everybody else in New Orleans playing uh, the way that they have as they clean up their bad start. Uh, and at nine on NBA TV, you have the Portland Trailblazers going up against the Indiana Pacers and before that, much before that, early in the day, the Denver Nuggets will be going up against the Houston Rockets at 3.30, all on NBA TV. So, busy week. It's going to be okay. some games. Okay. I was wrong about the player. He wasn't a tall white. It wasn't a tall white center. Mm-hmm. It, wasn't. it was Clint Capella. I'm going to read the oh, – okay. 
I'm gonna read the passage. I'm gonna read the passage from the road story from this night. As the drama unfolded later, Rocket Center Clinton Capella walked down the main corridor and banged on the front entrance of the Clippers locker room. League sources said. Soon, a Clipper staff member opened the door and looked up to see a Capella formidable 6'10 figure standing at the door. She shut the door in the face of Capella. For a few moments, Capella stood there, unsure how to proceed. Before long, Capella walked back to the locker room, showered, and headed back to the bus. But when he did that, they all went to the back way. It was uh, Chris Paul, Trevor Reza, Gerald Green, and somebody, and yeah. Because that would even because even go like kind of skimming through the story, there was like uh, somebody yelled "f you" to Mike D'Antoni. Oh, Blake Griffin yelled "f you" to Mike D'Antoni. Ripped his jersey off. Who the uh, fuck said that shit to me? Uh, Was it you, Blake? <laughs> Griffin, and then it said Griffin fired a loose ball off of the back of Eric of Eric uh, Gordon. <laughs> it, that night, I'm gonna go back and I'm actually gonna like and watch the game that night. Not even watch the game, watch the end of it, and then watch everything leading up to because it was more nut stuff than that. Because there was about like four or five other reporters that were at the game that was like, we were in the locker room when this happened, and 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 Chris Paul bursted through one of the back doors. I'm like, oh my gosh! Imagine, imagine, That's- imagine that shit happening. You're there chilling, and you just hear. Get the phone! What the hell, y'all niggas talking shit? And it's just Chris Paul. Literally, you just look down. It's Chris Paul coming down, and then you see the the, the door burst down again. It's Ariza coming through, throwing up signs, and, and Harden coming out, throwing up signs, and everybody's yelling. But this all started because of who? The Rockets players were filled with greater animos. Uh, and, and I can't even talk today. It's all started because of Austin Rivers. Talking, all <laughs> you had to say, yeah, like, that dude, man, that dude, man. I'm telling you, that's look the Kyrie. Look at Kyrie, look at Kyrie. Oh, look at shit, yeah, like, making oh, the connection. Wait, the laces. No, 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 because no, because RJ is fine right now. Uh, I, I, hey, I respect RJ, you know, I hate but, dude, I hate dude, but I, I but like RJ is fine right now, so but, good. So good. But, but RJ is not American. Hey, good point. I like that. Good point. Great point, actually. He's not American. He's going to move a little different. He's going to move a little different. But people will say the same thing with Kyrie. Well, Kyrie's from Australia. Uh, well, yeah. That, but that's the difference. Yeah, that's <laughs> it. Okay. Yeah. That nigga's from New Jersey, Ben. How you, how you, how you born in Australia and still think the earth is flat? I don't know. It's just different. But it does, it does account for certain preferences. But that is not for me to judge here nor there. What is important is, of course, shouting out Eldon for another wonderful week on rspn of course we love you and thank you for coming through this week anything that you want to plug before we jump on out of here uh no not really no um that time of the year for me again uh kind of just resting but uh recruiting time guys the signing days right around the corner uh so get a couple of our guys our guys signed i had one kid uh one one of my dbs uh one of our dbs i should say he uh, signed in the early signing period to UConn, so shout out to Ray and Blake. Uh, so he's going to be going to school for free. Uh, another one of our guys, Logan Farabach, who's going to be doing great things at uh, Dakota Wesleyan. Um, he and we've got a couple of other kids and some kids that I've coached at other schools to try and help out. So you know, just waiting, you know, waiting for that that second week in February to come come around and. Hopefully we get a couple of other guys signed and, you know, just letting them keep living out their dream. Real, real coaches don't max out their kids, man. You know what I'm saying? 
Love it, man. Love it. That's amazing. Yeah, we've seen right. all seen all the photos of, of, of kids are like committing to FAU and things like that. So of course, shout out to that. Anybody who is in the local area, of course, um, you if for those who have been listening to RSPN a lot, you know that Jeff is out in Atlanta and and myself and, and Elton, of course, we're out here in Palm Beach, Florida. If you are in the local area, make sure that you're supporting the Seminole Ridge football team. Of course, you will see plenty uh, of Elton's hard work that he's been working on with these kids and Seminole Ridge Hawks as they uh, get ready for another season. So uh, be sure to do that as football season starts getting a lot closer. Um, and outside of that, I, I don't think we have I don't think we have too much too much else. Of course, uh, if this is one of your first few podcasts of the RNC Radio Live channel, you can find everything from us at RNC Radio Live on Twitter, at RNC Radio on Instagram. Um, you can follow us on both of those to see everything immediate from everybody uh, on the team, including uh, our numerous channels that we have of our playlists and podcasts and so much more coming in the next few weeks. We'll be kicking back the RNC Radio Live playlist and the R&B and RNC uh, playlist next month, as well as things start getting uh, a little bit more of a kick into the new year. So outside of that, um, yeah, I think that's mainly it. We'll see y'all next week.